Anchor. You can just submit things on there now. So they can go to Anchor and submit stuff to us? They can submit stuff to us, and we can respond to it. Uh, and it's free. It costs nothing, which is pretty sick. Uh, because before, we were just dumping money into a site that would, you know, hold it ransom. I literally had to pay a different site. I had to pay to get in to download our stuff to put it on Anchor. Really? Yeah, I had to pay uh, like $15 because I let it expire to just get our stuff off and put it up on Anchor. And Anchor will never do that. So, all right. Yeah, we just get it all the time. Do you, do you have the app on there? Can we respond through the app? Yeah, you can download the app. You can respond to the things through there. You can edit your podcast through there. You can like you can record it so you can take it to your friend's house and just record it through your phone and post huh. it instantly. And and anyone that eventually chooses to contact us can contact us through there too. So that's Yeah, you can contact us through there. I like that you can uh it, you just put it on there and it puts it on like Spotify and iTunes and Google for you. I don't know. It's made it a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. We were, how many hours a week were you putting into like making sure everything got published before? Do you, do you remember? Um, I mean, not a lot of time, but enough time that it's, you know, it's nice having anchor because it's just easier. Okay. See, and this is a switch that I was told about last time, but I, I didn't know that uh, we could communicate with an actual fan base through it. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and there's advertisements. Yeah. Don't forget about that. You don't even have to have any listeners. So. Yeah. Um, oh, three, now we're two, good. one, and we're live. Hey, uh, so um, you were telling me about this guy at the coffee shop this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was going on with him? Oh, dude, it's just a big dick flopping contest out there. <laughs> They're all talking about this guy comes out and he's, we're talking about firearms. John and I, the guy you met, that's like, he's like always hyper. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's out there and this other guy shows up. He's like Ben in his thirties, like mid thirties. Ben is who he looks like. <laughs> and he's an accountant. And uh, John and I were talking about firearms, and then he proceeds to tell me that uh, the Tavar, he's like, he's, he's like talking shit about the Tavar and how amazing the M16 is. And I'm sitting here, and he's, and he's like, just keeps rattling off on all of this stuff. And he's like, I know more, I know more about firearms than most military people. So, what was his um, argument for the M16 over the Tavar? Tavor. He, his only, the Tavor, the only complaint he had was rear heaviness, which I don't even think exists. Like, he, I don't know if he's just spent like 40 hours watching YouTube videos about it or if he's actually shot one before. I doubt that he's shot one. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, they're not hard to get a hold of, but, um, I have fired. An M16A1, yep. an M16A2, mm -hmm. an M4, mm -hmm. and a Tavor. Yeah. Um, and out of all of those... Like in real life, right? Not in a video game, right? Right. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And um, out of all of those, I probably liked my M4 the most, just because I trained the most with it. Yeah. But the Tavor is most similar to my M4 that I had. Okay. And... Um, the rear heaviness, I actually appreciate. 
the that he's talking about. Yeah, it's, it's just an, because it's yeah. compact and ever it, it's it's weighted to be back against your body. Exactly. So, um, and I I actually appreciate that because it keeps the weight in close to your body. It's easier to control the barrel sway yeah. and yeah. Yeah, that guy was just like he was talking about all sorts of shit. He had no filter. He was talking about like, you know, there's like all these people sitting outside, and he's like, now let's debate. Let's let's debate. Like, you name it. You name whatever you want. Freaking birth control for men type stuff. He just starts blabbing out, and it's like, dude, look, I can appreciate if somebody like if if you're like, hey, I read this article off out of this source right and this is what i think about it but i don't know this guy was doctorate and jack of all trades dude like he was just rattling off information and then he like we start talking about diet and then i put my two cents in and he's like whoa blah 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 blah, blah and he blah, looked blah. like ben so he was like probably a little taller than ben round yeah yeah <laughs> it's just funny dude you get internet know-it-alls with every and I've I've fallen guilty to that too, but at least I'll admit when I don't know shit about something. Yeah, like I have no problem doing that. Yeah, well, I as far as the gun thing goes, uh, I'm speaking from personal experience. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've really come to enjoy the Tavor. Uh, it's nice, compact, um, easy to control. Uh, has the same magazine capacity, same round type, pretty much all all of the same mechanisms of action as the M16 does, but it's just more compact and easier to control. Uh, so one thing that's been going on with me is uh, I've been really focusing on studying lately and uh, trying to stick with that, but... Um, Alex started hitting me up again, our buddy Alex. I wouldn't even really classify him as a buddy anymore, but um, yeah, he he hit me up to uh, come hang out, and now uh, I don't, for whatever reason, don't understand that he, he's wanting to hang out with me again, but I, I went to go over to his place yesterday, and uh, he wasn't there after he invited me over yeah so that was odd <laughs> yeah it's just that kind of stuff man like i and for me everything that's bad that has happened to me when i've like gone out at nighttime first of all now my insurance charges me if i drive too late my my rate i have this little thing plugged into my car yeah so i can't drive places late it's like Nazism in a freaking insurance company. It's like a curfew set. That's weird, man. It is weird, but you know what? Whatever. But anyways, he yeah, he just like it's so sporadic. Like he doesn't make plans and stay to them. It's yeah. just off the and I'm not an off the cuff person typically. Not not me either. And he invited me over yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, man, I'll I'll show up." Uh, and. I was like, I just need to wrap up a couple of things at the house first, and then I'll head over. Yeah. About an hour and a half later, I left my house and went over to his place and stood on the front door for like five, in between five and ten minutes. Hmm. 
waiting for somebody to answer the door that was never home in the first place. And did he message you after that? Yeah, he texted me. He's like, we uh, there was like four of us here, so we decided to go to Barbary. Literally after he texted me saying that he was broke and didn't have money to do anything. Yeah, that's what I don't get. He finally said, he said to me when I messaged him like, yeah, let's go to a bar named Sue and play pool and catch up a little bit. And he's like, well, if that's the case, then I won't be able to because I'm broke. So I was like, okay, fine. So I go to bed and then he's like, well, just come over. We'll figure it out. That is red flag. That's six flags, red flag. Like popping <laughs> erect out of the ground, dude. I'm yeah. not going near. That that means I I want people to go to Barbary with me. That's what that means. That means I have no plans and we're just going to sit sit and mope around until we decide we're get, we're bored and then do something. Like no, it, it means we're going to sit and mope around and then eventually go to Barbary. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, let's face it. It's, it's Alex. And... and I can't go to that bar anymore because of the freaking... Uh, the bartender that hates me and it just so happens that she's friends with the uh girl i slept with uh, uh braces uh uh squats oh okay and they're friends apparently so i can't go back there because now i have a reputation um for what it's small enough to she still goes there and i but, don't but like what's your reputation i don't know i'm first of all the reputation i have is that i don't tip well because okay. That's the little Lexi girl's idea, whatever. I was, I was tipping per drink and not – at the end, I left a smaller tip because I tipped a dollar every shot, every single one, every beer. I'll do like oh, yeah, two, then... three dollars. And then she complained that it wasn't over – I think she said like my total tab was like $67 and I ended up tipping about 15 total. Dude, that's like 25%. But she just saw the ending bill and was like, oh, whatever this guy – and then, uh, yeah, so now I'm, now I'm known there as the guy who doesn't tip, which is fine because it's a piece of shit. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's Barbary. I've, I've been there, I think, uh, three times total, and that is enough to last me the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, not the biggest fan of that place. Got a bunch of lot lizards in there just waiting <laughs> for sure just dude. waiting to pray I was, I was trying to think of a uh, of a way to describe them and lot lizard is the perfect way dusty carpets yeah These old women that just pray for young men yeah they all look like they they're leather jackets that have been left out in the sun too long yeah <laughs> which is funny because every time i go there i'm always dressed up like if i go to bars i'm wearing like skinny jeans and stuff i don't give a fuck you walk in Barbary, I feel so out of place. It's just a bunch of old, like, biker dudes and that are just insecure. Yeah. yeah, just insecure people. Just And Alex loves it for some reason. I guess. Yeah. I think it's because it's just a trap of negativity. They all just go in there and say how big of a piece of shit everything is. And they want people to agree with them. So, that's my best guess. Like, oh, yeah, fuck this. Oh, yeah, that. I hate that. Blah, 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 blah. I would love to be able to uh, go back to the Republican at some point. Unfortunately, I don't live right next to it anymore. But hey, at least the tracks are right on it now. Like now, I know the tracks are there. Oh yeah, it's like right down the street. Yeah. So that's actually not a bad idea to just go up there. I love that bar. Yeah, me too. I really like it. I like all the decorations on the wall. The beer's not extremely expensive, and neither is the. Uh like the top shelf stuff either uh yeah the the owner he has like 
um, he's got everything kind of like middle ground price. Yeah. So like all of the cheapest drinks are within a dollar or two of the most expensive. So everything's level. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's a bar you can go to. And if you want to have a nice, like, you want to have something that's top shelf or high end. Yeah. You're you're only spending about a buck fifty more than you would be for, like, middle of the road. I just like the ambience in there. There's no one, like, there's no egomaniacs usually. Yeah, I've, I've never run into that there. And uh, the bartenders are always usually really friendly. Yeah. And there's usually like three or four working at once. So so like, it goes, like, they get to you pretty quick. and Yeah. yeah. Plus, they, they're rated like number one best Guinness in Utah as well. Yeah? Yeah. So. I didn't know that. Yep. Them and Piper Down, I think, are the two top rated ones. Here. Uh, Piper Down. Yeah. The the guy that owns the Republican does not like Piper Down. He doesn't. No. Why is it still business or? No, it's just like he's like, you know, I was on. Apparently, he was on um, that street. Yeah. Um, on state before Piper Down was, and he was like the premier um Irish club. Yeah. And Piper Down opened up, and they were like, "Well, shoot, there's already an Irish club here," so they became like a Scottish bar. And he just thinks it's so fucking ridiculous. That place is... <laughs> I've had some good experiences there. The bartender, I think his name was Jared. And uh, he had a big beard. And I remember I ordered a beer. And I just started like chugging it. And he came back over. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Slow down. And he just walked off. And then every time I was like super conscious of it, I'd take a drink and I'd look over. And he's like 10 feet away just staring at me. Just What's like, wrong with chugging a beer? No, I was drink because I drink pretty fast. Like me too. I genuinely throw it back like water, and it's not that I think about it that way. I just yeah, I I'm the same way. I it doesn't matter what it is. It, it's like it's, eating or drinking. I'm fast, man. Yeah, I, if it's soda, if it's water, if it's wine, if it's beer, it yeah. doesn't matter. I drink. I I tend to drink things pretty quickly yeah, myself. Me too. So, um. So he was, like, trying to keep you in check with that? Yeah, but he was, like, jokingly. He would just be, like, every time I started chugging, I was, like, oh, fuck, is Jared looking? And I'd look over, and he's looking. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I'd stop drinking, and I'd put it down slowly, and then he goes, like, gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> nice. He can't give me an okay sign. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay anymore. Okay is not okay. Even if that happened in the past, it was a thumbs up now. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it was it was cool. Got my ass back in the gym today, finally. Nice. nice. Went to any time. There's no people in there. It's so nice. Yeah. You just put on your headphones. There's no one in there. It's 24-7. There's a massage bed in there. It's amazing. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. I uh, put my climbing gym membership on hold. Oh, you did? Yeah. I just wasn't going enough, me personally. Like I, I, especially with everything that's happening right now, it's just another like drain for me. Well, and I, I haven't had the time to go, um, at all because of school. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I want my original membership price locked in because yeah. I'm grandfathered into the old price. Yeah. So I didn't cancel it completely. I put it on a freeze. Okay. But it's like. I'm not going to spend the amount of money I was spending for a climbing gym membership if I'm not going. Plus, you can do a day pass if you want to really go. 
Yeah. It's like 20 bucks. Well, it'd probably be cheaper for me because I have all my own gear. Yeah. You know, um, and the staff there, they don't really fly through staff that fast. So, like, I, I can disappear for months and show up and they'll still know who I am. Yeah, the front's really cool like that. That is not how it is at Momentum at all. I feel yeah. like that's the Walmart of climbing gyms. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I just felt like all their, uh, it was really plasticky, like their... Their holds? Yeah. Like, it just felt cheap. And they were, they were like small little paths that were like just straight up. It's like, ah, oh, this isn't the same as, as the front. Like, the front's very unique in that sense. The yeah. bouldering's really good at the front. There's a lot of technique required yeah. there. A lot. It's, it's very... It, it, I found it to be way more technical. Yeah. Um, and they sell beer, so... Yeah, you you just can't leave the third floor with it. Oh, you can't. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Um, but that even then, that's fine. I think they should put in a rappel line up there on the third floor from the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny they put the bar at the top of the stairs. Like you get <laughs> wasted, and then you have to figure that out. They probably cut you off at like three. But yeah, I uh, I like that place. Yeah, me too. Um. I'm really excited for the new one that they have planned for Mill, oh, the Mill Creek. Creek. Yeah. 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 That'll be super nice. It'll uh, get rid of some of, cause there's only two fronts, one in Ogden and one in Salt Lake. Yeah. The Ogden one's cheaper price too. And I found out if you go up there and sign up, you still get that price. You can go to both of them. Made no sense to me, but yeah, Whatever. it was a big day. It was like $15 different a month too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite a big difference. I still signed up at the Salt Lake one because I'm like, I'm not driving up there for that. <laughs> I'm up there every week anyway. So In Ogden? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, every week except for this week. So. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been up to Ogden in a while. It's bountiful. So. And uh, so was that English guy there um, at the coffee oh, shop? Oh, Robert. Today? Richard. Yeah, yeah, Richard was there. He, was he part of the debate? No, he wasn't part of the debate. It was... Me, John, uh, Big Ben, and then, <laughs> and then uh, like three ladies. One of them had an amputated leg. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, was it below the knee or above the knee? It was like, I think it was above the knee. Yeah, like uh, up here? Yeah, I think it was. I okay. think it was. I could be mistaken, but I think it was. I didn't pay too much attention to it. The dog did. He's like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> Sniffing out the prosthetic. Yeah. She's like, that doesn't smell right, huh? He just couldn't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> uh, I'd love to get um, an Englishman's perspective on uh, if a M16 is better than a Tavor or vice versa. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the type that would be know a lot about weapons, the English guy. I'd still want his opinion. <laughs> Cause like a couple of days ago, he said, "What? He's like, what are you gonna do today?" Oh, here I'll start it this way. You start. Have you ever had a conversation with someone old at like a public place? Like the things they talk about, dude, are so boring. Right. Like he was. There's one of the guys there. I won't name his name, but he was talking to me about like repairing vacuums. Like he's he's like, "What are you doing today?" He's like, "Oh, probably." Like yesterday, I had to repair a vacuum. Like, oh my god, dude, that is the most boring thing. Of all time, but it's, it's like, life. It is life, but it's like the conversation is just like so much more. Like they just talk about literally the littlest things they did. They're like, "Well, 
I looked at my carpet for a while and thought about it and thought I should clean it. So I went down to the thing. Like their conversations are just about tiny things. I just wish I wait. had that skill. I wish I had the skill. Well, uh, just wait, dude. You'll get there. Give it like another 10 to 15 years. Yeah. That's what your conversations are going to become. Hell, that's probably what this podcast will become. Yeah, just sitting here and talking about <laughs> how long it took to clip my toenails. You, do you know what I did yesterday? What? Got my swamp cooler put together and running. And how was that? Is that fun? It, it's exactly how it sounds like. It was like, just the thing. Yeah, it, but like that's there you go. That's an old man conversation. Like, oh, what have you been up to? Well, I got my my uh, swamp cooler air conditioner thing uh, up and running. Yeah, you know, I think I need to buy a. Uh, I think I need to buy a new part for it. Stuff yeah, that's like that. crazy to me. I, I I see. I know I'll get there at some point, but especially early twenties, it's like fast pace, fast pace, fast pace, fast pace. Just fucking go all the yeah. time. Yeah, like or with me. Um, people that I talk to, they're like, oh, what you got going on in your life? I'm fighting with my fucking sprinklers at my house right now. That's what I've got going on. That's what Richard life. was doing a couple of days. He's like, I'm going to mend my sprinklers. Yeah. He's like, it rained. I didn't have to do it. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then it goes quiet for about five minutes and then somebody else pipes up with something. Yep. Yeah, and that's like this coffee's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. That's adulthood for you, man. Like oh, that yeah. is, uh, especially once you become a homeowner. That's yeah. all you've got going on. It's like I could give you saga after saga of just dealing with my fucking house, but yeah, that's what old people talk about because that's what they have to deal with. <laughs> I guess, I guess, Jesus, it just seems so freaking boring. So they have like, everyone's miserable in the conversation and they're just like piping in just a little thing. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. The weather's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then God it's forbid. Like, like, it's like that scene from King of the Hill where they're just sitting in the alleyway with their beer going. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll, you know, an interesting conversation. Like I started asking like, you guys, I don't know why. I don't really give a fuck, but I asked anyways. Like, do you guys know what they're mining up on the hill over there? They're like, yeah, I do. It's gold and copper. And then they start talking about the separation process. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I started this. <laughs> oh, you talked about Kennecott and... Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I think they separate the bronze and the golds and they blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you know what else am i gonna do is sit at home so you know what's well hilarious sit. about that what so um that and the soccer stadium are all owned by the same person oh really didn't know that yeah did not know that rio tinto um kennecott used to be its own thing and then i think rio tinto bought them and then they turned around and bought that soccer team and built the stadium okay and, yeah it's uh it's like the new juggernaut it's like the new larry h miller of this area yeah like larry h miller owns the jazz um owns the bees uh what else um all of the megaplex theaters in the area bunch of car dealerships it's like rio tinto's kind of turning into the same thing now so interesting yeah um 
Oh, so like you know how you have this like thing about uh you feel like you're being spied on through electronics and shit? Yeah. Um I I'm not going to argue with you on that. Like I feel like it does happen because uh when we went to Denny's that one time? Yeah. 2 days later, an ad for Denny's popped up on my Pandora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. after the payment had been processed through my bank. Right. You know? And, uh, or um, Liz and I will be talking about something at home and she wanted that Google home thing. And now like I get ads while I'm watching Hulu for like whatever the fuck it was we talked about the day before. Yeah. Yeah. It scares the shit out of me. I don't like it at all. It's ridiculous. We were talking today at the coffee shop. Shelby, the one who works there came out and was talking and she said somebody in the bathroom, was like a chalkboard and somebody put 5g look into it. Yeah. So then she's asking, like, what is it? And I went into how it's a millimeter wave and it operates on a completely different level than the other frequencies. Yeah. Because it can actually, something, it can actually interact with the ions of cells. Yeah. So that's where the huge difference is. And she was like, we had a pretty good discussion about it. And uh, more people are taking notice of it now, like the tracking. How how they give you ads? Uh, yeah, it's technology in general. It, it's nuts, dude. It's really crazy. Um, you know, like I I have Audible on my phone because I do a lot of driving and I listen to various different books and stuff. Yeah. And like when I'm flipping through the news feed or whatever on my computer or on my phone, mm-hmm. half of my ads are for Audible, and it's like yeah, and it's. I'm like, I already have Audible. Why are you like trying to push stuff on me? And it's like trying to, it's, I know this is what it's doing, but it's looking at the books that I've listened to. Yeah. And it's pushing like similar ones, similar ones onto my feed and like, oh, you should listen to this one. And it's like, I get one credit a month Yeah. to download a book for free. Right. And if you use that and then you burn through that book, then you have to pay for more books if you want more books yeah audible's hilarious to me because they have no idea the amount of patience the military gave me to sit around and wait for no reason whatsoever i can wait a full 32 days for that credit to pop back up on my account yeah go ahead and keep pushing your products boys yeah i don't know the ads are just getting ridiculous and um uh, I watched a thing on John Oliver uh, last week tonight, um, and it's about like Amazon and the human cost of Amazon um, same day shipping. Yeah, and it, it's just crazy. They have these people in these warehouses. The warehouses are aren't really conditioned, air conditioned, or like uh, climatized that well. Um, these people like don't go on bathroom breaks. They're walking 15 to 16 miles a day back and forth across a warehouse that's like five football fields long. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Like, and it's all for the sake of you getting your prime delivery on your doorstep next day. Next and, day. At noon, you know? And Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a bizarre culture now. Like all the drive-through, order your groceries online. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's convenience, but it's bad. Like No one's leaving their house anymore. Well, not only that, like these employees, it was talking to some of them that had lost their jobs because they weren't able to maintain the pace. Yeah. 
And this one guy is like 22 years old. Should be in his physical prime. Yeah. Um, was like, you know, I'd come home from a 10 hour work day, sit down on my couch and pass out. Yeah. Because of being just so exhausted because, you know, it's like, they well, can't keep up with the automation machines. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, well, uh, they give you a, like a little handgun scanner thing and it's got a, a computer screen on it and it tells you what item that you need to go grab. Yeah. And like. It'll be on one side of the warehouse, and then as soon as you scan that, saying you've got it and put it in the the basket, yeah, um, it'll give you another task, and it has to be completed within thirty seconds, and it'll be all the way on the other side of the warehouse. Yeah, it's it's just nuts. Yeah, it's insane. I don't I don't know where this leads. And one of the robots apparently punctured a can of bear mace in one of their warehouses, oh and my like God. spread it through the ventilation system. Oh and my god. Yeah, made a whole bunch of people sick. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. Um, so we're we we get dependent in all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Even old age people, like the guy I was talking to, fixed a vacuum the same day. He's like, Fourth of July. He's like, my Wi-Fi went down. I called Comcast to have him come set it up. Even for them, it's a high enough priority that, that worry about that on the holiday. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we're so dependent on all this shit. What happens when it stops? Dude, or it just cuts I, that's off. why I have like a massive board game, book, and movie collection. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, have you ever seen um, I Am Legend? Yeah, how he's watching reruns of like the Macy's Thanksgiving right. Day yeah. Parade and shit. Yep, that'd straight up be, be you. Me. Yeah, I think most people would lose their fucking minds. Could you imagine if all of the cell phone towers went down and people couldn't communicate except you had to go there or write a letter or something? You know, um, I wouldn't mind if that happened because, as far as my porn goes, yeah, I've got some DVDs. Well, if you have my house, copies, that's fine. <laughs> but for the rest of us, then we have to go to Blockbuster like dumbasses. They're gonna bring those back. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, like I've got, I've got my um, pornographic DVD collection. I've got nice. um, a plethora of uh, high quality, just. In general, Hollywood movies at home of different like genres. Yeah, I've got a fuck ton of board games. Yeah, like, but how many? Un, un, people I don't other, care about other people. No, but just I, I want you to because I think it's funny what other people do. They go insane. They'd go fucking mad. Right. Like most, I don't think most people would leave their house. They'd be like, "Well, what I, I would go to my friend's house, but I don't know how to get there without the app, without the maps." I don't know how to get there. Oh, my God. How, there's, there's more people out Dude, there. That... like, I'm so happy I grew up learning how to drive before, like, GPS was, like, widely available. Right. Me too. Because, um, I mean, somebody can give me an address here, especially in, like, Utah because of the way the streets are laid yeah, out. Yeah, the grid structure. Um, and I, I could find my way there. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be as efficient as if I have Google Maps pulled up, but, like, I can I can make it work. Yeah. You know? And God forbid, you know, I was in Las Vegas and Google Maps went down. Guess what I'd probably have to do? Ask somebody. Buy a map from a gas station. Yeah, an atlas. <laughs> I found an atlas book. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That would... Uh... I guess someone I watched a documentary a guy gave up a smartphone for a flip phone and he was like it's crazy the amount of times like you will have to look for a map in a city 
because you genuinely can't check anything and we're so used to just boot, doot, doot, doot. Oh, here's a restaurant. Where do we want to eat? Oh, here's all these places. Gone are the days of having to go up and talk to somebody to be like, where do you recommend? <laughs> yeah. And it, even if someone does that now, they're going to cross check it with Google. Like, oh, that place is three stars and that guy said it was good. Fuck him. Uh-huh. The internet's right. <laughs> I called out Cody for it. Uh, I I gave him a recommendation and he's like, well, I read online that it's not actually that good. And I'm like, let me tell you something, Cody, where I'm from, you take the advice of someone you know as higher than something you read on the fucking internet because you don't know that guy. Yeah. And I asked him, I'm like, do you trust me? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you know that guy on the internet? No. Like, you should trust me enough to at least try it before you snap back and say, oh, this thing on the internet said this. Yeah. You don't know them, motherfucker. Yeah. People are not adventurous anymore. Like, no. And it sounds sad to say, like, um, going to a new restaurant is being adventurous, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, But, like, with, with fucking, like you said, Google and Yelp and all the, like, input that people get, it, it really is. Like, to go somewhere and not know anything about it is completely unheard of nowadays. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's really sad. See, I'm it's really, really I'm sad. forcing myself to do shit now. Like, I didn't want to go to the gym all today. I went and signed up for the membership. I'm like, fuck, well, I'm at least doing it. Then I want to go get food. And I'm like, fuck, when was the last time I, like, went in a restaurant by myself, ordered something, sat down, ate the whole thing, and left? It's always drive-thru for me, delivery, whatever. I'm like, you know right. what? If I'm going to start – if I'm going to eat out, I'm going to go in the fucking restaurant because then that's going to deter me uh, – from just going through the drive-thru. It's doing little things like that. Right. Implementing little things that are like out of your comfort zone and no one does them anymore. I, I think you say, I think that's funny. You say that's out of your comfort zone because what you're describing as far as like eating on by yourself and stuff, I do that shit all the time. Yeah. Like I have no problem going into a restaurant. Yeah. And being like, there's just one, just one of me. Oh yeah, I don't mind yeah. it either. I'm just so used to getting it, coming home, watching TV on the couch. Like, I, it's not often I'll just sit down and eat there. Dude, there's there's been so many times, especially in like um, South, Salt Lake or South Salt Lake, where I've been eating at a restaurant by myself, and I look across the room, and there's like a 70 year old dude doing the same thing, and really? we just kind of give each other like a little nod, you know. I've been to Texas Roadhouse by myself one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, people are not self-reliant. They're not independent. Yeah. They're, and they're not adventurous. Like they're afraid of doing something that they can't look up first, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It is a little, it is a little bit silly. Like, yeah. Some of the best times I've had have been spontaneous, but other times, I don't know. I'm not, if it makes sense, like if somebody's like, Hey, calls me up, you want to go bowling? But if it's something that's more along the lines of, hey, let's drink, show up here, or maybe here, or do this, or do that, kind of like what Alex did, I'm not I'm not, not spontaneous like that. Dude, I I would kill for like a friend of mine to be randomly like, hey, let's go to Fat Cats. Yeah. And go bowling and play some pool. Yeah. Play some old school arcade games or something, you yeah. know? Um, hell, Liz and I almost went to Lagoon on the fly the other day until oh, we realized did? how broke we were. Yeah. Well, that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's my dilemma too. Cause that's normally who, that's normally what I like to do is be the person who asks other people to do shit. 
But right now with the move and fucking everything going on right now. Right. Uh, it's just, yeah. I'll get back to that. It's just focusing. It's yeah. funny. You, you learn really quick who your friends are when you stop going to parties. You stop doing all this shit because then mm-hmm. they just cut you out. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. All these friends that I thought I had were not friends like at all. Yeah. They're yeah, disguised. They're, you know what's what's really interesting about that? Like, um, I have very few actual friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, kind of like Doc Holliday off a of tombstone. And everyone wants to compare themselves to Doc Holliday off a of tombstone because he's a fucking badass. Yeah. But, uh,. <clears throat> My best friend in the whole world I've known since fourth grade. Yeah. And uh, I'd say outside of him, there's two people, two other people that I've known um, kind of, like not nearly as long as him, yeah. but long, a long time. Uh, one is Steve, and I'm the best man at his wedding. Uh-huh. And my buddy, uh, Ligori, who called me up that one day and was like, dude, is there any, I'm three hours outside of Salt Lake. What's the cheapest hotel near you? And I was like, uh, my guest room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, those are guys I still talk to on a regular basis, but that's about it. You know, outside of you. Yeah. Um, and if this fell apart, I, I'd hope that we'd still like be buddies. Oh, for sure. Um, especially butt buddies, um, especially, but, uh, you know, like the, this gives me an excuse to come over and like hang out, but yeah, I'm uh, hopefully without that, it would still happen. Oh, for sure. For sure. It would. I, I keep my friends cause the way I view friends is like, that's, that's external stimuli that I yeah. can't control. I can control who I'm around, but I can't control what they do. Right. So I try to be around stable people that make good decisions. Otherwise, I'm going to be around instable people that make me like, oh, okay. You think I'm a a stable person. Well, I think that you're responsible enough to not, you know, I'm never going to go hang out with you and wake up in an alleyway just blackout drunk the the night before downtown Salt Lake. That's because you didn't know me when I was 21. Right. That's (laughs) kind of the point is that most of the people that are 21 to 25, that's all the fuck they do. So I cut most of those people out because it makes you make shitty decisions. All the time my car has been towed or I've gotten in trouble in some way. It's yeah. always been from some spontaneous party or some yeah, some like bad Anwar. influence. Some bad influence. And Anwar's on his own path. He's younger than me. He's doing his own thing. But it's, it's kind the of... Sh- sa- it's the same thing, though. It sounds like he's kind of like, like that, you know? Yeah, and it's because of the friends he hangs out with. Like, he puts himself in that environment, and that's what he becomes. So, I just said, fuck it. I'm not going to be in that environment anymore. Dude, I think uh, this is the first time I've ever seen your dog actually sleep. Yeah, he's actually curled up all cozy. Hi, Uzi. Hi. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck do you want? Uh, So, Caden's grabbing a refill right now. But, I don't know. Um... There's a song that I find extremely irritating uh, right now, and it's uh, 100 Bad Days by AJR. hate that fucking song. But uh, to be fair, it is how a lot of people become 
like more stable and intelligent throughout life is they have to have the bad experience or the stupid mistakes to make them realize that they're going to put themselves in that position if they repeat the same action. Um, a lot like me, uh, I've broken both of my arms, one of them twice, broken my neck and stuff, and all of it was just from being an idiot kid. And what I learned from all that was to not be an idiot kid, you know? Uh, so it's just a special... It's a special way of learning. You you learn hard or or you learn quick. You can't really do bo both. And I generally chose the hard route, and I feel like that's a lot of people in their early 20s, especially nowadays, uh, they choose to learn the hard way, and they don't take the example of the people that have come ahead of them. So Yeah, that's my biggest thing is... Being in the early 20s, I'm sitting here. I like reading books. I like watching documentaries. I like doing that than watching most movies. Like fiction movies, I'm not huge into like pretty much. I haven't seen a lot of movies the previous couple of years. I haven't. I saw Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and uh, what's that? Oh, the, the, the dead one with Bill Murray. Um, Oh, I forget what it's called. But anyways, those I don't see a lot of movies. Like I tend to prefer learning as like learning examples from people that have come before me that like have written how they went through their path or watching a documentary that expands my mind because I feel like that's a lot more of an investment with my time than just hanging out with people that you know want to forget their real life all the time. So I'm in the camp where I want to remember everything and I just um, feel like spending my time reading or studying other people's experiences adds way more to my life than partying does. Yeah. Yeah, and I was never a really big partier um, or heavy drinker back when I was like 21, 22. I actually drink more now that I'm older Yeah. than I did back then. I'm not sure what that says about me, <laughs> but maybe I just have horrible coping mechanisms. And I mean, I think that's considered normal in today's society, right? What? Just the amount of drinking. I, I don't know. I mean... Because I know people that have way worse... But you see them in I, public I, places, like, screaming at people, red-faced. You, you, you know, though, like... I'm pretty honest, uh, and when I get a physical done with my doctor, and they're like, how many alcoholic beverages do you consume a week? And I say, I don't know. Yeah. And they're like, how do you not know? And it's like, well, because I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and they're like, well, you should probably slow down on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so... That's my probably... fine, Doc. It's the hardest working one in the galaxy. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm training it, you know, it's, it's a pro at what it does. Um, like, uh, in my nursing class, they have this thing called, uh, the, um, Health Occupation Students of America. It's like a little, like, organization. Okay. And, uh, they do, like, competitions and stuff. And some of my classmates got put into the national, 
um, level, and it was down in Orlando, like near Disneyland or Disney World, whichever one's down there. Um, they and they went out drinking the night before, and apparently, like all of them are, like some are not as lightweight as others. And I was like, God, I should have joined your little club, man. You would have seen a professional liver at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Uh, do you, when you drink around other people, and I know you had that experience on the double decker, but um, yeah. typically yeah. do you try to stay more sober than other people in that environment or do you just not care? Or do you feel like you're more sober than most? Um, trying to and, and being or having the interpretation of being or different. Yeah. Um, cause I've seen you get really drunk, but that's only like in private. It's not in like big, like if you're drinking in public, I've never seen you get to the point where you're like, couldn't walk or like slur your words or. Yeah. I mean, you've seen me slur my words, but I don't think you've ever seen me actually like stumbling drunk before. No. So oh. I was, that's why I was wondering. Cause in public for me, I kind of have this not control freak problem, but I like to be in enough not inebriated that if I have to defend myself or something bad happens, like I'm still a little bit um, there. And uh, if I'm away from my house at all, mm-hmm. or I'm not in in uh, your apartment house or something. Well, here, if yeah. I'm not here, um, or at Heather and Paul's, my neighbors, um, like I can walk from their house to my house. Yeah. If I'm here, I know I can sleep here if I need to. Right. Um, but outside of those three locations, I do not get drunk. So it's like a subconscious. Is it subconscious or conscious? No, it's an it's a conscious like. Okay. okay, like I know, I know roughly how many beers or uh, bourbons or whatever it it starts to hit me at. Yeah. And I'm gonna stay two behind that curve. Yeah. Period. And that's that's what I do. Um, if I'm at home and I've got nothing going on the next day, and um, it's kind of sad, but like if it's available, I'll fucking wreck myself, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I will uh, too. I get to that point because the fast drinking doesn't help either. I'll get to that point where it goes exactly. it goes from being buzzed to being oh fuck, I'm so drunk and my face is numb. Like, it, there's no middle ground for me. There's yeah. no like oh I'm drunk, perfect. Or I'm just about on that perfect. It's that one drink that sends you over the edge. Where and, and see, that's what I'm trying to work on. It, because I do, like we talked about earlier, drink uh, drink everything at a faster rate. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. Yeah. You know. Do you eat, be, eat fast too? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just something that has been knocked into me through either military experience or, uh, you know, starting to work in the medical field more and more where efficiency time yeah time time really matters and like you know i i want to use my break to to chill i don't want to use it to be eating and drinking the whole time i want to actually be like there, like kind of relaxing for a few minutes um i wonder how much caffeine affects that like, oh it's probably a lot how how stressed out we become i wonder how much correlation between caffeine anxiety and alcohol there is um, but it's something that I've been trying to like make a conscious effort towards, uh, in the last couple months is, um, slowing down Yeah. my consumption of everything. 
food, uh, drink. I never got those guys who could have one beer in like an hour. They just take one tiny sip. Yeah. It never, doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't to me either, but you know what? I respect that, and yeah. that's what I want to become. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, if I could do that and have, like, two drinks in a social setting, and it takes me the entire social setting to get through those two drinks. And then you stand up, and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I can drive home. Like, you're at that point. Like, yeah. we're just two drinks, does it? Or two drinks is enough for you to be like, this is good. Well, not just that. I, my my hope would be because I've told you this before. They could make a non-alcoholic version of this beer that I'm drinking now. Yeah, and I would drink it because I like the taste. Right. Um. So my goal would be to be able to enjoy that over a prolonged period of time and not get intoxicated off of it. Yeah. At all. Okay. Like. An hour to an hour and a half per per drink. My only issue with that is keeping it cold. Right, yeah. Um, you gotta get a chiller. Yeah. When the chiller cooler wraps. Yeah, but other than that, like, I, I would, I, if I could get to that point, that's something I would pride myself on. I have mad respect for people that can, like, you know, a sip and then set it down for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? And it's got to be too like their tolerance has to since they don't consume it that low it's the keeping the tolerance low so you're not compelled to keep drinking or yeah to get to that like because if you want to get buzzed you're gonna have to like work you, you don't have to work as hard to get to that point right and you know i never when i do drink never set out to get buzzed there was a, a a little while there like right after i got out of the military that that's like what my goal was and I realized that was unhealthy, so I stopped doing that. But, um, like, yeah, the the goal shouldn't be to to get to that point, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, I, I, I really need to, it's something I really need to focus on because, like, you know, you go out to eat and you order an old-fashioned or a gold rush yeah. or, you know, a painkiller or whatever the drink name of choice is for you that day and you get that served to you before your meal gets there and if it's gone before your meal gets there you know you just spent ten dollars on a fucking drink yeah that lasted about seven and a half minutes right and that's a problem for me because it's like well now what do i do just I'll just sit there and drink water at that point because i'm not gonna buy another drink like yeah but if I could get that drink to last the entire, like, outing right. with my wife, then that'd be fucking excellent. Yeah. I was talking uh, with somebody, actually, we were talking about why people want to get drunk in the first place. It's really to, like, because there's nothing more interesting to do or they find themselves drinking out of boredom. Mm-hmm. And replacing that with something that you, you have to find something you like better than drinking. That's really what it comes down to. And then do that in substitute of it. I think I turned to drinking more when I stopped going to when I stopped being as active. Yeah, I'd be like, well, I'm home, like I'm just relaxing, and I'm right. I, I don't mind taking the two months off the gym is probably the best thing I could have done to let my body heal and all of right. that. But then, uh, yeah, then you realize like, well, shit, maybe not going to the gym, I'm contributing to the drinking more just because I have that time now. Yeah, that, that you, void. you have that extra like 
the black space on the calendar. Hour, hour and a half to two hours a day. Just one hour now. That's what yeah. I'm down to. I'm done with the two hour day thing. Dude, back when I was your age, I was going like three hours a day. And that's why I don't go like at all anymore, you know? Yeah. Because, well, one 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 reason is um, studying and stuff. But the other reason is, is like, I just, I look back on that and for some reason I enjoyed it when yeah. I was going that much. But uh, it's like, I, I can't mentally put myself in that space anymore. It might be because you don't have the time. It really could be that. Because when I got the time back, because I, I took a, I... When I started the podcasting, I slowly started declining on the fitness. And uh-huh. I was like, this is different. And I think that's a huge thing with yin and yang and the balance of life. It's not about balancing like two hours a day to this, two hours a day to this. Two hours. It's, maybe it's like three months of doing this thing and then moving on to like something new and then coming back to it later. That's kind of how I see it now. Yeah. It, it's like more balance. fluid. Yeah. It's a balance throughout life. You can always come back to it and work on your craft. Like if you stop art right now for six years and you came back to it, you might be a little rusty, but you'd get back in the swing of it pretty damn quick. Yeah. That's something I don't see myself stopping for that length of time though. (laughs) I, I value that too much. Um, I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I'm working on another picture right now, actually. Oh, are you? What is it of? Um, it's, uh, it's part of a photograph that I found off of the internet back in 2014. Okay. Um, when, Ukraine was like rebelling against its own government. Yeah. It it's a picture of a guy that's like throwing a Molotov cocktail, but I've swapped off swapped out the Molotov cocktail for a statue of um an area of Ukraine called Freedom Square in Kiev. Okay. And uh and then like the background um is like the Ukrainian flag colors and it's gonna just say like freedom fighter over and over again oh that's cool it, it, yeah i mean like some people listening to it might think it sounds stupid but guess what i don't give a shit you you're should not get the one your making art, it you should get your art featured at sunset i bet you they'd i bet you they would put it up in sunset you think oh yeah i think so they're so cool i, mean, I haven't met somebody that works there that is not super nice and i i'm thinking about um also trying to uh how I did that Salvador Dali painting. I'm thinking about doing one of Audrey Hepburn. That's kind of the same way. Okay. Yeah, I don't be... know why. But... Let's just roll with it. I mean, yeah. if you have inspiration to be creative, that's like, I, I think just roll with it. Creativity is what makes everyone different or getting yeah. in that mindset is hard. So when you have work, like for me, writing, sometimes I'll hit this big block of, oh shit, I, I don't know anything. And then the creative flow comes back and, you don't know where it comes from. You just kind of roll with it. Yeah. And well, for me, like I, I have this guy and he's been bothering me a lot over the last several years. He asked me to draw him some things several years ago and I've gotten half of his uh, request done, but I'm just not like, I'm just not feeling what he wants. Just not passionate about it. Yeah. And so I've, I've decided that, um, unless it fits like my current mood and style of, cause my, my, um, style of art has evolved right. over the years. Um, and unless it fits what I'm currently going through or feeling, I'm not going to do commissions. Right. I've decided like, yeah, period. Cause this guy is 
still on me about this one picture, and it's like, if I'm not feeling it, it's not going to look good. Right. You can't rush the creative process. Like, I can I can crank a picture out for you. Yeah. No fucking problem. Right. And this is why I couldn't be a tattoo artist. People see my work, and they're like, oh, you should go into tattooing. It's like, no. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, it's not going to look good. Would you ever experiment with it? Like, not necessarily on somebody, but, like... I know people buy like the, the butchered, practice pads. Yeah, and stuff. practice pads are like meat or something to yeah. practice on. Would you ever do that as like an art piece to see like, okay, what is this like, or just to experiment with it? Maybe I don't know, but it it's honestly like I I realized something about myself, and which is why I have mad respect for that guy that I seek out at the arts festival every year. Yeah, um, his name's Ty. His website is Art by Ty. Um, you can find him on Instagram. How do you spell Thai? T-A-I. Okay. And uh, he he flat out, like, in his booth, every time I've ever met him, he has no commissions displayed somewhere. And it's because if he's not filling it, it's not going to look gonna good. not going to do it, yeah. Yeah, and he knows that about himself, and I have mad respect for that, you know? Yeah. You know? People like, are gravitated to what he's doing, not... Not, and he's doing what he wants. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and he doesn't give a shit. Like, you know, like, oh, if I put out three pictures this year, four pictures, and no one likes them, then fuck them. Yeah. You know? I and, have art for myself. Yeah. And he, like, he's got enough stuff out there that somebody's going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I like this over that. Right. But... He's spent time building his portfolio, and he doesn't do commissions. And I respect the hell out of that because he, I talked to him about it, and he's like, "Well, if I'm not feeling it, I know it's not going to look good." Yeah, it's a good mentality to have. And it, and he's like, "If it at least at the very least, I know it's not going to look good to me. Yeah. And if it doesn't look good to me, I'm not going to be willing to yeah. give it out or like so, charge somebody like put for my name on it." Yeah, yeah, that's and, a good mentality. And so, like, I respect the hell out of that, you know. Um, <clears throat> You you don't have a lot of people like that anymore, uh, and it's hard because the economy makes it so you have to like try to strive to get commissions and whatnot. But it is definitely a hard thing to do to like just stick to your your virtues like that. So yeah, it's it's really hard to to stick to to them, and especially in today's age where. You know, cost of living just keeps going up, and it it might be more beneficial for you to try to just hunker down and do a commission or two. Yeah. yeah but if it's not going to look good to you, it's not going to look good to you. Right. So it's kind of just, yeah. yeah. You have to roll at your own pace. You can't rush the creative process. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a huge problem is people think they can rush whatever it is, like or control like people that tailor to their audiences are making the mistake of doing that. Like, exactly. You have yes. to, the reason people gravitate towards you is because of what you're doing, not because you care about what people think about what you're doing. Yeah, like you you're you're getting your following from what you're doing right now, not what they want you to do. Right. Yeah. And and uh you know, like that's that's why I kind of regret agreeing to make this picture for this guy. I like Part of me just wants to crank it out regardless of how it looks yeah, and send it to him and get him off my back so I can focus on other shit and he's not bothering me every couple of months. 
what does yeah. he what does he want from it like what is it um he uh so he he asked for something very specific which in and of itself is like well fuck you know yeah but um he wants like an old navy ship with like the sails and everything and uh he was um he was in the navy uh he had a surface war he has a surface warfare device that he earned while he was in the navy and he wants it to kind of be styled after that but have it say like rocked in the cradle of the deep yeah underneath it okay and um yeah i like you know i i love the way old wooden pirate and navy ships look yeah i do too but they are incredibly hard to draw incredibly difficult to draw um and make look good and then adding the for lack of a better term, filigree around that. Yeah. And making the, the like lettering look nice. Yeah. And like it belongs with the picture. Right. Yeah. It's a whole fucking thing that, uh, it's not your vision either. Yeah. It's not, it's what he wants. And yeah, just be straight with him, man. Just tell him, Hey, I don't think I can accept this. This, I, I don't think, it's not fair for me to give you something that I, I can't sign my name on like proudly because right. I, I didn't feel the need to make it. It was your vision and understand that I can make this for you. But if I do just know, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to be happy with it's it. It's not going to be the best work that I can do. So, yeah, I mean, uh, well, and I kind of told him that already, like I'll do it, but it's not going to be the best I can do because it's not like something I'm passionate about when I get really pulled into the spirit of something that I'm creating. Yeah. I'll start working on it at like noon one day. Yeah. And before I know it, I look at, I, I, I look at the clock. It's four o'clock in the morning. My wife's been missing for like six hours because she went to bed (laughs) forever ago, you know, like, but you're just in the zone. Yeah. And, and that's where I want to be when I'm making something. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I just don't feel that with this. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, you have to feel your work. Yeah. You have to completely be behind it or it, or it becomes work. Yeah, exactly. That's the secret. Is, is yeah, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't feel forced. Right. Especially something like that. Like, you know, um, going and, like, going to the art museum and looking at the sculptures and stuff and just, like, admiring and everything right and being wrapped up in in like what it took to do that and how much effort it took and where that artist's headspace had to be is to me like i understand that yeah so that's why i like going to the art museum i could spend an hour looking at one piece yeah but um once you start doing stuff on commission yeah. It's change. It it's changes the game. It starts becoming work. You know, like I wonder how. I really do wonder how Leonardo da Vinci felt about the Last Supper because it was a commissioned piece. Oh, it was. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, he got hired by, I forget, by some royalty somewhere like, to fuck this to to paint it on a wall of a chapel. Yeah, like, you know, or or um, you know, the the Sistine Chapel. Yep, yep. You, you know, that was a commissioned piece. Yeah. Magnificent. We still marvel at it today, but it's like, how did 
uh, I think Michelangelo did that one. How did he really feel about painting that? Right. You know? Yeah. No, I... Was his heart in it? I agree. Like, anything creative for me, if I go to a barber or something who is a legit barber, they cost, like, quite a bit more. But if they've been studying that or, like, what's trendy, I kind of get them creative, like, freedom. Like, do what you, do, do what you think is going to be good for me. And yeah. uh, I let them roll with it. Because if you paint your vision in an artist's mind, it's never going to come out how you imagined it. Right. So I just give people... And that artist much. isn't going to be happy with it. Right. So creative freedom. And so, like, if he came to you and said, hey, I'd like you to paint something for me, whatever you think you can do that's around the Navy or something, if you could get behind it. Like, something more broad, but creative freedom. I, I would be completely down with that. Yeah. I, I really would. Right. Because you could think of different things that you like to do, not yeah. this this fictional thing that he has in his head. Yeah, right. And, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering if that's what the Sistine Chapel was. Like, the Catholic Church just hired him and was like, like Here's hey, a bunch of money. Here you go. Yeah, like, here's the materials, here's the money. Do something with the ceiling. Is that the one that burnt? No, that's Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that's right. But, uh, like, Duh. and they're like, just do something with the ceiling. And, right. and, like, it's up to you. It just has to be in the religious spectrum, right? Yeah. And if and he if he went to town and that's what he came up with, then that's awesome. But You know, there's no good architects anymore. There's no interesting. I agree. There's no interesting build. That the library is probably the coolest architecture I've seen in a while. Yeah. Other than that, not a whole lot of cool architecture. I agree. So that's a dying art. That's that's becoming like so. Bo- like here you go. Here's a box. Here's yeah. A fucking square. Have fun. Cookie cutters is what they call them. Yeah. There's nothing like dis- Like you don't know of architects nowadays. No. You you don't look at this building and say, oh, this is who built that. And, it, and if you go to Seattle, like. Outside of the Space Needle, there's yeah. a ton of unique architecture there, um, and it's really cool to see. But you know, like you, you definitely have to get into a larger city um, that's got a decent amount of history behind it before you see anything like that's really unique. You know, London. London's got so many different layers of architecture there. Uh, you know, you got Tower Bridge, you've got the the Tower of London, you've got Big Ben, all created in different eras, um, all kind of match each other, but they're different at the same time. And then you have, I don't even know the name of the building, but it looks like a giant egg. And that's, I mean, that's pretty cool in my opinion, but... You know, it's definitely unique, and you it's, like you said, it's something you don't see very often anymore. Um, and uh, I guess, like, when I was in Chicago, you could see some unique stuff, but because of the Chicago fire, it burnt down a lot of the old buildings. The only thing left was, like, the pump station and water house from back then, and you can totally tell that those don't fit in the current cityscape but there was a couple of interesting looking skyscrapers down in chicago there we go yeah there's no interesting architecture in utah at least like no i i i mean outside dubai. Of, dubai is gorgeous with architecture yeah they have um, an island that looks like a tree yeah um the only interesting thing really in in utah is the temple yeah you know 
Yeah, it, it the temple, like whatever you believe about that religion, that looks like a castle. I think yeah. we've talked about this before, especially at nighttime or when all the lights are on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's like wow, this thing is like huge, just magnificent. It, it was built by hand at one point. Yeah, which is nuts. Or the pyramids, like I haven't been over there. I, I want to. Yeah. Uh, just to see the architecture. Yeah, the ancient Egyptian architecture, or like ancient Rome, even. Yeah, and how long it took to build, or even D.C. I'd like to go to D.C. just to see all of the architecture, because whatever you think about the government, too, the architecture is freaking cool. Like the state capitol building here, you go inside and look at the ceilings, you're like, holy shit, this is like an art piece. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's understandable. Like you want buildings like that around. Yeah. Um, not every building can be like that, but... Yeah, you have reputation to reputation of architects now. You you have to go to where history is. Yeah. Because, you know, you go to Philadelphia or New York, Chicago, D.C. All of those have hundreds of years behind them. Yeah. And, or like anywhere in Virginia, really. Um, Maybe it's because we're not established enough. Two hundred and forty something years. Well, I I think part of it's that, but the the other part is. Um, you know, like there was a, a unique split. Like we're we're here, we're in the United States, yeah. right? There was um, you you have people move here from uh, c- colonial England uh, back in the sixteen hundreds. I think is when fi- late fifteen hundreds, early sixteen hundreds was when the first settlers showed up. Okay, they were basically living in outposts. Okay. Bare bones needed to survive. Yeah. Okay. Within two or three generations, that um, style of living um, the, from the old country is going to fall away and it's going to start to develop into something else. Yeah. And that's what I think happened here is our ancestors that first moved to the United States is like okay we need four walls and a roof that's like, it that like we that's what we need yeah and then we have to worry about growing our food and shit right um and so it kind of developed like uh, our architecture developed along that line where um you have england or europe or the middle east who's had um a population living there developing um, I I think America would have way more interesting architecture if we hadn't wiped out all the natives. Yeah, that's very true. Because that's very true. Because they were here for thousands of years. Some of them were nomadic, but some of them had built cities. Yeah, down, like, go down to Arizona, New Mexico, like, Southern Utah. Yeah, like legitimate cities, and so like you're allowing something to develop naturally. Yeah. Versus like you know if if we colonize Mars. What would the architecture look like up there? It'd probably look like a bunch of bubbles in 200 years because that's what we'd have to live. Like, that's what the yeah. population would be used to. Now, do you think a pl- places like Atlantis exist or like El Dorado, like these, these fabled, these fabled places that are like, could it really be just sea levels changing and they're somewhere like below this place? We have no fucking idea because I... the sea is so unexplored, right? Yeah, and I I don't really know. Um, I think there could be like 
I mean, they've seen it in the Mediterranean Sea for sure, where there's like cities that have been buried by the ocean. Yeah. But it, uh, um, those fabled cities, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Or if they're just perpetuated, like they may exist, like maybe there was a lot of rich people there, like maybe they were like Jerusalem or, or whatever at the time. Right. Like they were the centralized location for that period in time. And then they, like, it's just like anything with people's stories that make them way more glorified than they actually were. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the, it's like the hanging or the floating gardens of, or whatever of, uh, Babylon. Yeah. You know, like we know that that existed, but it's, uh, through the cannibalism process of creating new buildings, it disappeared. And that almost happened to the Roman Colosseum. Okay. And the, the aqueducts of Rome. Um, all of those holes that you see in the Roman Colosseum yeah. aren't scars from age. Mm-hmm. It's people harvesting materials out of it before the government started protecting the buildings. Okay. So Mexico has the same thing going on. Mexico City is built on top of an old Aztec ruin, and half of it's built out of the very bricks that made the Aztec ruins themselves. Right. So, yeah, that's incredible. Um, Central America has amazing architecture. Yeah. Anywhere with history, really. Yeah. Anywhere but Utah. Anywhere <laughs> but Utah. You have your squares. Well, like U- Utah, I mean, we had the Utes here, but they were nomadic. They yeah. didn't leave sh- structures behind. They they followed the buffalo herds. You yeah. Know? So We have the mountains and bad air. That's <laughs> what we have. So grateful for both of those things. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. I uh, I want to get your take on this guy, Bob Lazar. Have you heard of him? No. So I, that's the podcast I was watching on Joe Rogan, and he claims that he had worked on a subsection of Area 51. Uh, I don't know as a contractor, um, but under heavy, heavy, heavy uh, it was a secret project. Like and, it was under guard. And, and he came out against it, I think in the 90s okay and he was ridiculed like he's been put out to be the craziest guy ever but essentially what he said is that we discovered extraterrestrial technology long long ago but we don't know how to harvest its energy so they've been hiring different people to go out to these research facilities to try to figure out how the fuck it works it works and his claim to fame is that they have these nuclear reactors or these reactors that are able to produce anti-gravity but the only way they know about it the only thing they really know is that it is so far ahead of our technology that they don't know how to reverse engineer it fully he says that uh and this is what's known now as uh, element one 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 five one fifteen on the ele- on the uh, periodic table okay Basically, it, it was a circular particle accelerator. It, this is what they know about it, is that it was a circular particle accelerator that dis- it lost no energy through heat. So, like, everything that we have produces heat. Okay. Even security cameras, they used to have to pour liquid nitrogen in because it would lose energy to heat. Right. And he's saying that this stable version of uh, element 115 it was not of this planet before I can't remember the exact year that they deemed it another uh, element. I'm pulling it up right now. But basically he said that they don't know how it works and they, they may have had this technology for several 
decades and they just keep bringing new people in to find out how to reverse engineer it. Um, but it's super interesting because it doesn't guy, even have a formal name. It's a super heavy element. Uh, published in the journal of physical review and letters, simply known as element one, one five for the number of protons and new, in its nucleus. It is a very real thing. So, and he was briefed. Officially labeled ununpentium as dictated by international chemistry naming rules. It is neither a natural nor a practical thing. Unlike the first 92 elements on the table, it was created artificially just as all of the others from 93 to 118. Yeah, so it's it's put to be an and we've recreated it, but we can't create a stable version of it. So apparently they have this technology where it's a stable version of 115 and they're trying to reverse engineer it and it's not stable enough for us to use it. I wonder if that's what the hadron collider is about. Could be. Because the hadron collider is just a giant circular tube between like CERN and um I think Paris, it's like, it's just, it goes across two countries and it's a, Interesting. and it, and it just literally just throws particles at each other at like hyper hypersonic rates. He said that there were nine vehicles that they were reverse engineering, but they all had the same core nuclear reactor. That was a particle accelerator that they could not rec- like recreate. So he had said that the person who was, employed before him to reverse engineer it died because they tried to use a uh some sort of like a plasma cutter or something to cut the reactor which is a non-scientific way of just getting in there is what he was saying and he died um and he said died from the process of cutting it yeah interesting uh, he's like cutting an atom or something. I don't know. I don't know if there's... Uh, he doesn't know. He's like, there was very limited information. He said, what it was, was they gave me a job and you were reading through this stuff that sounded so extraterrestrial, but he's like, you. he thought it was being tested. Okay. He thought it was like a leaking thing. So, you know, if he like ever... Like Ender's Game. If he ever came out and said, well, this is from the planet, whatever, and, and the solar system of this... Then they would be able to say, oh, that's that's the wacky information we kind of put in there. Just in case he leaked it, we know exactly where who, I came who from. leaked it. Yeah. Um, so he didn't really know how long the technology had been there, how long they had been trying to reverse engineer it. But he's like, without a shadow of my doubt, it was not from this planet. Hmm. And he said, when I looked into the planet and the strata, the third planet in the solar system of where it's claimed to be, it's over 30 million light years away. So he's like, I don't, I can't, I can't back up, you know, how it got here. I have no idea. All hmm. I know, that's what I was told. So, but he's been ridiculed. He has been put through the ringer ever since coming out about this. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you the podcast and you have to, he doesn't. Well, there's, a, there's air force pilots and stuff coming out now saying that they've like seen things in the sky. Yeah. That are not terrestrial. During like test flights and stuff of like new. Well, and this is where people think like the government is hiding all this shit. I don't think that's the case. I think that the Pentagon has subsets of the Pentagon where money flows into to do research and the government doesn't even know about it. The, I mean, yeah. How much funding does the Pentagon get per year compared to anything else? It's like way more. True. And uh, 
I think it. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I think it goes deep into the Pentagon. I don't think it has much to do with the government. I think mostly it has to deal with military trying to reverse engineer maybe technology we found. Um, it's interesting shit. It really is. It was kind of scary listening to him explain it. You could see he had some like PTSD from seeing things he shouldn't have seen or. Yeah. Or like beyond the realm of what we can imagine. Yeah, and then you pull up those YouTube videos that are supposedly like leaked interrogations of extraterrestrials and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm not sure how real that shit is, but um I I definitely think we're not the only ones in existence. Oh yeah. No uh, way we could be. There's too many planets and solar systems and galaxies out there. Well, and that's the idea behind why would they keep it from the the people? It's because if Let's say even outside of near space, there were 10 other civilizations. If we flooded the, the population with that info now, it'd be a mind fuck. Like people would be like, no, that's not real. Or uh, I think it would create instability because it's so far outside of our realm of perception. I think, okay, so I'm about to get way political here. Um, I think it would get, <clears throat> it would make all of the MAGA people unstable yeah all of the creationist assholes unstable yeah um for someone like me if i found out that there was uh other civilizations uh relatively close by i'd i'd be kind of excited about it and it would um spur me to be inter more interested in science to try to figure out how to make contact or you know learn from them yeah you know it's like uh so the whole premise of Star Trek, uh, um, the, the new prime, generation or the uh, like original. all of them, yeah. Uh, the prime directive, okay, is to not interfere with a civilization who hasn't figured out warp technology yet. You can't give them any help. You can't like you know they're supposed to develop it on their own. So like, you know, like what if? Not saying that Star Trek's a real thing, but like if it if it's the whole prime directive thing and there's these other civilizations out there and they're just waiting for us to find out what the fuck yeah we're looking at right you know um then I would be more than willing to ask for help because if we reach out and make contact then whatever and you know a lot of people say that like you know you have those movies like Independence Day or Skyline or whatever like. Bat battle for LA where like aliens come in and yeah. they're trying to harvest our planet for resources could happen um very unlikely though because there's so many um minerals and uh other elements that are out in outer space via asteroids and comets yeah that you would hope to god that a species that has figured out how to travel intergalactically has figured out how to harvest that kind of shit to keep themselves alive during the journey. Right. <laughs> so Buzz Aldrin, they I mean, they've discredited him so much now that he's come out and said all the things he said. He basically came out one time, <coughs> it might have been on, on RT, and he said, they have the public debating whether we went to the moon or whether we didn't go to the moon, to the moon and it distracts from what's on the moon. <laughs> Like, what have we done on the moon? They have all these things, the dark side of the moon, Pink Floyd. He's like, and there's theory that we have an established base on the other side of the moon because we don't see it. 
how the fuck would we ever know? Um, but there's like all these little hints that these old astronauts drop. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything out there from Yuri Gagarin. I don't know. I don't know. We should try to look that up and see. Yuri? Yuri Gagarin. How do you spell that? Y-U-R-I. Thank you, Google. First man in space. Yuri Gagarin. Soviet Air Forces pilot and cosmonaut. Because I always heard the theory that the whole thing for space was to compete with the Soviet Union, like yeah, to develop weapons technology. If we com- if we claimed we went to this, then it it created a superiority over that country because they hadn't done that. Yeah, so like the so the Soviets went to space first. Yeah, they were the first people to send someone into space, and then we were the first ones on the moon. But it really, I um. What I, I've heard is it was a, a front for developing intercontinental ballistic missiles. If you can launch a rocket to the moon, you can ro- launch a rocket to fucking Soviet Russia. Yeah. You know, or if you can put a man in orbit around the globe, then you can put a missile in orbit around the globe and just drop it whenever you want. Yeah. Sort of a deal. And now a lot of people say, like, they don't doubt that we didn't go to the moon. They may think the footage is faked because, you know, maybe you couldn't have captured that and you had to recreate as best as you could the footage. And there's that. I definitely have had that thought. But the weirdest thing that they claim now is through all the Apollo missions, uh, they say we can't go back to the moon now because we can't pass through the Van Allen radiation belt. Right. And we can't do that because we destroyed the technology and the black box of all of the trips we went to the moon with. That's where it becomes like, okay, what the fuck? That's the best trip of mankind, and you guys destroyed the technology to do so, uh, and they can't recreate it as the story. So yeah. it's it's very interesting, and I'm glad it's it's becoming relevant again, weirdly enough. Well, it's because Trump wants his space force. How do you feel about that? I will be the first person to sign up to be a space shuttle door gunner. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's absolutely. In, there's been this thought too. There's, if it runs, it's an alien. If it doesn't run, it's a disciplined alien. <laughs> there was this uh, conspiracy too. I'll throw this out there. There was the conspiracy that this technology already exists, that we already kind of have a space force. But if he would have come out and said, "There's a space force. They're lying to you," then people would have been up like freaked out, outraged. But instead, he was like, "I'm going to give you this date to create." the space force. I wonder if it's going to be slow rolling out of being like, okay, we do have this technology here. It is. It could, it could be, you know, cause I don't, I don't, I think the more I think about it, I think Trump's planned because what did he do before he was president? He was an actor. He was a fucking actor, right? So he was in with the Clintons. He was in with the Bushes. Yeah. He played buddy, buddy with them. I, I think, this really could be. It like, wasn't until Obama that he started getting political, unless you count the Central Park Five, well, which I still have a huge problem with. With him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think it's all planned. Because if you look back at Trump, they were priming him to become president all along throughout the '80s. They would always ask him, "Would you ever run for president?" Oh, I don't know. I don't. I honestly think it could have been planned from the beginning. They, they try to polarize us. They separate us so that we don't ask important questions. We're always just fighting with each other. 
That's all right. I have always enjoyed a good fight. <laughs> um, yeah, Yuri Gagarin, man. <clears throat> Yuri Gagarin. Very Look at brave. That. Look person. at that handsome son of a bitch. She's looking yeah. over like, yeah, like he, I'm taking a fucking picture. Get out of the shot. Yeah, he's a he was a very brave individual for sure. Um, to to do what he did. I mean, this is the fucking thing he went up in. Oh Jesus Christ! Who looks like a Gets thrown off the end of a trebuchet. Yeah, and we have, we have better technology in our phones now. This thing looks like it's powered by a freaking BlackBerry or something. <laughs> if that, yeah. So strawberry pop tart. Just yeah. I mean, it's literally just space. a ball, a metal ball with a window on Wait, it. Wait, how did he get back? I don't know. I don't know. How the fuck can I believe that? <laughs> how how far away is the moon? He didn't. He didn't go to the moon. Oh, he just went to space and then came yeah. back down. Yeah, he completed like a one hundred and some odd minute orbital flight. Yeah, and then came back down. The second we can go into deep space I, as a civilian, I'll take all of this back. I'll be like, I was a dumbass for even. But the, until I can do that commercially, until I can go on Virgin Air space and go up to the the freaking edge of space, I don't know, man. Or they can take you to a different planet. Yeah. It so, all seems very sci-fi to me. So, yeah. Or political, like I mean, you said. Yeah, he... Uh, I'm trying to find the information about the the flight right now. I mean, he... Uh, he had an accomplished life, it looks like. Oh, yeah. He he was a very accomplished person. Um, I, I mean, I can't imagine the amount of fucking testicles this guy had to have. Before the space radiation hit him, yeah, like the size of these these fucking cojones that this man had, he strapped himself to fucking Soviet technology made by the lowest bidder, and said, "Sure, blast me into fucking outer space." Yeah, that's incredible. And he, <laughs> like, I mean, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Have you ever seen the video of uh, <laughs> somebody asking Buzz Aldrin if he went to space? He's like, "Put your hand on the Bible and swear you went to the moon." And he punched the guy in the face. Yeah. He punched him straight in the face. Yeah. There's some sort of PTSD going on there. Like, that's the only thing where I'm skeptical, where I look at it like... Right. The guys who went to space are like, don't want to talk about it. This is interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, like, look, they made a fucking coin of him. He's got, like, statues and monuments and fucking postage stamp. But, yeah, I mean, really, think of the kind of fucking testicular fortitude it would take to strap yourself into a fucking metal ball. It looks like a mine that they (laughs) strapped to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I mean, like, to put yourself in a metal ball, tie yourself to the top of a fucking rocket. And just into space. Yeah. With Soviet technology, no less. And this was back in, like, the, when, 40s, 30s? Uh, No, 60s. Oh, 60s, okay. Yeah. So, um... But you take into account, okay, um, go and watch the uh, series Chernobyl yeah. and see how much like covering up the Soviet government did of that right. and misinformation they spread about that. And this man put himself in one of their fucking rockets. Yeah. He just didn't care. Look at his face. He's like, "Fuck this." Yeah, and I mean, I'll just he, go. He died seven years after the launch. Oh wow. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he didn't 34. live that long. Yeah, 
he didn't live that long. So I wonder if um, the Soviet government killed him for some reason. Like maybe he saw something and just like, like a loose end. Yeah, tied could, up. yeah, and he couldn't shut up about it or he got cancer or something. Let's see. Uh, he died. Let's see where it says his Probably death. closer to the bottom, I'd guess. Yeah, I'm just looking. Here. Death classified. Death. March 27th, 1968. Training on a routine training flight. Gagarin and flight instructor died when their MiG crashed near the town. Okay, so... Yeah, okay, so this man put himself in a fucking rocket. Yeah. Made by people that couldn't design a plane properly, apparently. Yep. Like... And that's how he died. It's like Elvis going out on the toilet. Yeah, I mean... The balls of this guy. Yeah. I I don't care if he was a Soviet or he's Russian or and we're not supposed to like them. The like anyone in that early age of space travel especially that was willing to just be like, Yeah, fuck it, dude. Send me up. Let's go. Probably Cojones. just he, he probably just got done with like a big fight with his wife and he's like, Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that bitch. I'm I'd go rather and, die in outer space. I'm going to space. And like, I mean, you could you could select me for the space program if I were physically fit enough, and train me and get me me re- ready to send me, and I'd still be freaked the fuck out. And we've been doing it for fifty fucking years. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's what they're gonna do. Maybe that's what all the space force is. They're like, we want to get all the warriors that want to fight against the aliens, and they get them all in the space force, and they send them up into space, and they just fucking kill them. They just <laughs> shoot them out. Just shoot them out into space, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> there the goes airlock. there goes the resistance," <laughs> and then the aliens come in and fucking just rape our faces. You know, there there's nothing wrong with a good face fucking every now and again. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, our language doesn't get us banned again. No, language is fine. It's just if you talk about things they don't want. Yeah. Yeah. And what are those things? Oh, we probably censorship. Should, we we probably shouldn't say. Because if we if we bring it up, then it'll probably like wipe us off of the get us taken down again. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, there was a company that broadcasts our podcast that removed us because apparently we talked about something we weren't supposed to. I'm not going to say the company's name because we don't want to get banned again because that was where most of our listenership came from. Yeah. But now we're back, and they claim it was because of an accident, but it wasn't until I drilled them for about three days straight, and they finally were like, we had a change on our back end. You should see it now. Like, uh uh-huh. Okay. Back end? Yeah. Okay. Well. That's what they said, but my other podcast was fine. So, and who knows? Do you talk about censorship and stuff on that one? Nope. Well, there you go. Um, It's usually just ridiculous shit, so... It's, it's docile comedy. Yeah, it's uh, Could You Please by Caden Thompson. Yeah, so, you know, this podcast is... And Joe Rogan talks about controversial things, but I think the reason why it's not affecting him is because if it did, it would be blatantly obvious that they are uh, censoring. Whereas yeah. little guys, they can cut the heads off little guys mm-hmm. left and right. And if I go tell yeah. my friends, they're going to be like, cool, dude, you do a podcast? Great. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
And that's basically the response I get. Like, oh, what's it called? It's this. You're probably not going to like what you what you hear on it. Um, and I leave it at that. Uh, and <laughs> you know what? Our numbers haven't gone up, so I'm assuming they don't like it. But <laughs> fuck them. Well, fine. It's not even that. Um, I find that it's not even people don't like it. It's really just getting the exposure you need to find the demographic you need to reach. Yeah, and we're still finding our voice too. Well, yeah, and it doesn't come until guests. I've told people the reason why we do it, and even if not a lot of people listen, right? we do it to establish the habit of doing it. And then when you invite guests, like, oh, 2,000 people follow so-and-so and they come on the podcast. Well, some of them are going to look at it. And then whoever the guests are what feed into the audience i think well that and it's always a little more interesting to have a guest if if you can because you know then it's not us two drunk assholes just sitting here talking about stupid shit like uh 1960s space travel and yuri gagarin yeah i should just hire an escort for two hours and have her come on the podcast (laughs) dude let's do it Well, let's look it up. Let's look two, up prices in uh, two, Salt Lake City. Two cops at thirty dollars. So I've already no. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't looked, but uh, two <laughs> cops show up. Like it's just for a podcast. Swear to God. Oh yeah, sure. We've heard that before. I'm gonna leave fifty roses on the on the countertop. Okay. <laughs> you can pick that up if you want to. I'm just gonna leave it here. Okay, come over yeah. to the podcast table. So any uh, any contact with Marin? No, I haven't heard anything from her. I don't know what's going on. I bet you I could get that girl Audrey on that I showed you on FaceTime. Okay. I was at she's asking about the podcast. I'm like, yeah, we're building a set and everything. She's like, are you sure that's what the set's for? I'm like, well, there will be a couch in the room, so I don't know. We could convert it pretty <laughs> easy. casting couch. We could we could convert it pretty easy if the podcast um, doesn't work out. But when's she coming back into town? I'd like to talk to her. She's gonna come back into town in like three weeks. Okay, so we need to have a decent setup by then. Yeah, no, no, she'll be fine. She's She's been over here before. I um, actually brought her mom over here, her and her mom one time, and we just sat and drank Miller Lite on the fucking couch and talked. No, I, I would really like to talk to her, though, because she's got a, she's got some unique experiences that I don't have. You know, the whole, like, getting sober thing and, yeah. like, um, and we're not talking about getting sober off of alcohol. Like, right. Even though I'm pretty sure she is now. She is. Like, just of everything. 130 or 50-something days. Yeah. And and it's probably of everything. Alcohol and cigarettes included or yeah. whatever. Should we call... Let's call her right now and invite her on. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would, I would like to talk to her because, like, that's something I haven't gone through. And that's... I'm interested in, like, knowing what that's like for someone. That's been through it, you know? Yeah, from what I've talked and, to her, she's thought and, about... You know, we, we don't need... Uh, I mean, we can still use this shitty setup we have right now, but uh, even with uh, the studio getting constructed, hopefully um, she doesn't misinterpret the couch as a casting couch situation. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we we joke about it all the time. We're good enough that we can talk about that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, sweet. And I invited some other people on, but it's just a matter of when they can get in. Like my, my brother, who's making a career out of the Navy. Yeah. And then my buddy, Mick. 
he wants to come on here and bullshit with us. Oh, he does? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we just need to get more. Like, now that we're in the habit of actually doing it weekly, yeah, that's the most important thing. Because people see the consistency, and they're like, okay, I'll come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's harder to get somebody like episode one. Hey, we're starting a podcast. You want to come over to my dark house? <laughs> you want to come over to this apartment come in over to this fucking Midvale? On freaking, on a, yeah, on in, level three. In Midvale? In the corner Don't worry of about the gunshots. Room. We have lead-lined walls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what do you do? So, no, she'll come on for sure. She, I think she said she would be a guest. That's awesome. And she Does did. she have a problem if we drink while she's on? Uh, I want to be sensitive to that because like, I don't think so. She still knows I drink as well. And I've talked to her about like, she's, she's very open. Like I, I haven't said, did I say her name this whole time? No. Okay, good. So I'll just say like, she, she worked as a sex worker. Oh, really? Yeah. She's been through shit. Like, do you think she'd be willing to talk about that? Too? I think she would be honestly, yeah. uh, just knowing her. Yeah. Cause I like, I mean, in general, as a general rule of thumb, with the public, I don't give a fuck what they think of me. But when there's somebody that's um, going through the course of sobriety and they're sitting here, yeah. I don't want to be hitting triggers for them by drinking in front of them. Not at you all. Know? Like, she's so open about it and she's okay. uh, she's completely fine with it. But it's it's hilarious because she's open about talking about her past. And she told me she made like 80 grand in six months doing that line of work. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I need to get into that. Exactly. That's what I thought. I'm like, I'm selling ass tonight. I'm going on that corner right now. Um, State Street and 21st South, here I come. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she has pretty good uh, insight into that life or into that side of, like, what rich people do with their money, how they like to behave. Um, yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff, for sure. I, I am... By far the furthest thing from rich as you can get. We keep having to borrow money from my in-laws because I'm not working and going to school instead. And I, I fucking feel like a piece of shit over it, dude. I'm not even going to lie. Elon had to do that, dude. Here's like Steve Jobs when he dropped out of college. He sat in on, on college lectures, but he would actually sleep at the college because he couldn't afford to go anywhere. Really, the, the education was so valuable to him. He was willing to sleep on couches of people and uh, do whatever the fuck it takes. That that's kind of uh, where my wife and I are at right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, she she does pretty well for herself, but like the the house that we bought, um, I was still employed when we bought it. Yeah. And uh, we were we were making a good run of it then, and now. That I'm not working and I'm focusing primarily on school. It is fucking tough, dude. Dude, you should go. You should go do Uber. You could find so many guests to come on here. Yeah, but then like so. You make okay. You make about 150 a day if you work six hours. Okay, that, that, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay. My issue is, I am a huge like eco warrior, so to speak. Yeah. So me driving my car more than I have to for a rideshare service, like, I just feel fucking Guilty. bad about it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, let me just keep pumping um, carbon monoxide into the atmosphere sort of a deal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, like, 
I I've I've gone back and forth. I've done the dance in my head of like, do I do Uber or Lyft or both or like you know like I've gone back and forth hundreds of times because we need my my wife and I need the fucking income. Yeah, and I need something that's flexible to my work schedule. There's definitely way way less fuel efficient cars than a Subaru though. Like yeah. at least at least Subarus, you're not going around in a Dodge Charger Hellcat, right? Yeah, like you're that's not getting, true. You're not getting 13 miles to the gallon. At least you're getting like closer to 30. If not um, more. I'm getting more than that. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, and you're you're right about that. But still, it, it's like I don't know how to weigh it. Right. Because I'm also giving rides to people that aren't driving right, right? Yeah. so they're they're not adding to the problem but yeah it's like a carpool type thing yeah so yeah that's a good that's a good way to look at it. i don't know i i it didn't make sense for me because i did it in a heavy v8 car and it cost a lot of money i broke even pretty much but um you think in my car i could oh yeah i mean honestly you put in four hours you make a 100 bucks and it's nice because it's instant like you need a 100 bucks to do something Go do Uber for four hours. There's your money. Uh, and sometimes hmm. people, like I had this drunk guy tip me 25 bucks one time. I was like, oh, dude, you made my night. So with, that's my other concern, okay? My car, I bought it with like eight miles on the engine. Yeah. No joke. Brand fucking new. Yeah. I don't want drunk people throwing up in my car. Is there um, a policy that if this happens that they're charged for the cleaning? So what you can do is you can do a lease through Uber or Lyft. So you do a car lease and they say if you do 50 rides a month, we will give you – you don't have to pay one cent on the car. So and it could be a hybrid car. It could be an electric car, whatever. Uh, They give you incentive. They, They let you lease a car that's not yours to do the job. And okay. you still make money doing that, um, so in a, in a way, yeah. So so you make money off the tips, then. You can make money off the tips, and if you do more than fifty rides, I mean, you think about that. If you do ten rides a day, that's five days. Right. So five days, you do that to to cover the car. The rest of the money's yours. You don't have to put miles on your car. You don't have to worry about people throwing up because it's not your car. You're just leasing it from the company, and uh, oh, they'll give you a leased vehicle. Yes. Yep. And okay. you, do, you do 50 rides a month. That's all they require, and that covers the cost of the lease. You don't have to pay a dollar amount for the lease. So okay. It's it's a, it's pretty cool stuff. Okay, but what if I'm using my own car? Because I know a lot of people do that. Is there like – I think there's liability waivers where you say like, I assume responsibility for this. If but somebody throws up in my car. To be fair, just don't do it on Friday, Saturday nights. That's where all the drunk people are. I've never had someone throw up in my car, but I've had people close, and that's always been on weekend nights. Okay. Always. And, and uh, you go up to Park City, you're going to get tips left and right. That's where I found I made the What if money. I make my own, like, contract that says, like, like, there's the Uber, and they pay for the Uber, but then they just sign a paper when they get in my car and that says, like, if I fuck this car up i'm responsible for the damages to the car i'm not sure about that i know uh if you hang around the airport you'll make a lot of money because even if if you're going to the airport to park city you're going to make about 40 bucks that's that's standard yeah that's about what i made and do you like you can listen to whatever you want sweet yes so if you have a nicer car they have what's called like uber business i think 
Yeah. And they can request that the driver doesn't talk to you. But normal Uber, you can try to strike up conversation. You can pretty much do whatever you want. And uh, I met I met a game developer from California one time. Like, you just get talking to him. If you're good at talking with people, it's a good job to have because you just drive people to places. I feel like I'm decent at talking to people. Yeah, and it's way better than a taxi. Like, they get in and just so you guys know, though, if I get into the Uber thing. I will be strapped. I will have a gun on me at all times. Um, just because I'm not going to wind up like that situation in Taxi. It's an old TV show. You can look it up. I think it's Tony Danza is uh, the driver in that particular episode. He gets held up at gunpoint. And uh, yeah, that, that shit ain't going to happen to me. Either I'm walking away or you're walking away. One of the two. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, you, if you're in the Salt Lake area and listen to this, maybe in the next couple weeks you might have me as an Uber driver if you want, uh, I'm not too, I'm not too bad of a guy to get along with, I'm pretty nice, usually, um, I will, like, be my own person, though, in front of you, like, I'm not gonna pussyfoot around stuff but uh yeah sorry guys um caden's using the head right now also known as the bathroom so i'm trying to fill up dead air space um and then i'm gonna do the same thing to him because my bladder is full i'm two beers and a vodka fresca into this chat all right what are you talking about now um oh just uh, me being an uber driver mm. Yeah, Uber driver, I don't know, man. Like, I had mixed experience. The first week I did it, I remember I picked up... So, I was smoking a lot of weed at the time. And uh, (laughs) I was like, how can I pay for more? So, I'd go out and uh, do Uber. And I remember picking up this one kid, and he just, like, reeked of weed, which I loved it at the time. So, you you know, they sit in the passenger seat, and you kind of get that, like, second-hand chill from them and i drove them around and then i'm it, it just made me like way more receptive to like meeting people one guy tipped me in beer one time he's like hey man i, I don't really have the money to tip me but you want a couple beers and i was like you know what put them in the back seat i'll deal with those later and you really get to talking you get to see a lot of different perspective Honestly, somebody could probably start a podcast and just interview Uber people because that's literally you you meet such diverse people from doing it. I picked up a bunch of like MILFs one time, some like legit. Yeah, like three of them at once and they were all like being I had one lady. Okay, so her husband, a wife and a husband and her daughter got in my car. The husband sitting in the passenger seat. The wife's behind me giving me like a massage in the back. I was That's like, fucking weird. No, it was okay, though. It was like, just talking with them, they were kind of like drunk, so they were all like, and the, the husband, like this Indian guy, is just making fun of his family the whole time. He's like, yeah, she's going to do that all the, the whole time. Like, she's going to keep doing that. I, I would not be okay with that. Really? Well, yeah, maybe but... it's because I was like 20 no, at the time. No, it, it's, it's not even anything to do with my maturity level or like yeah. being touched by other people. Um, It's the distraction while driving oh she was pretty hot though dude she was pretty good 
and even then, yeah. like, so part of, part of it is, is like, okay, I'm an Uber driver and I'm driving somebody to their destination. Yeah. I'm responsible for this other person's life. Yeah. I want the most minimal amount of distraction possible. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes Okay. If but... someone's sitting there rubbing my shoulders yeah, while yeah, I'm yeah. driving, that is a fucking distraction of monumental consequence in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Who's your favorite actress? We talked about this before. Like, Oh, man. Uh, in which way? Attractiveness. That you'd have like a free card with your wife that'd be like... Pick a number, one or two. Uh, two. Emma Stone. Okay, Emma Stone. Emma Stone's in the back of your car, and she is talking to you. She's talking mm. with her friends. You're all laughing. Like, you're t- you're actually having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, thank you so much for driving me. She starts massaging your shoulders. That's kind of the We'd situation. We'd be pulling over and getting it on right there. See, but her husband's in the... I don't care. You don't care. Okay. <laughs> that's why i'm carrying a gun that's why I'm, I'm strapped during my uber trip that's what it was like so fire, fire a gunshot into the guy's head we're getting it on right now that's the only time i've been hit on by a mother and a daughter at the same time and that was a little bit bizarre but at the same time i'm an uber driver what the fuck do i have to judge so yeah that was a thing you just meet like a lot of spontaneous or like fun people because most of them are intoxicated so uh it was a fun experience i don't regret doing it at all um well it sounds like if you drive a fuel efficient vehicle you can make out okay oh if you drove a tesla you could make bake just and you get to talk to people so i talked to a few business executives i've talked to just normal joe schmo people i've taken people up into really rich neighborhoods of park city you kind of get to learn every different aspect of people's lives so yeah it's cool um it's definitely not for everybody so what do you think about that one girl um and this is gonna sound so shitty of me as a human being but um she took an uber home a couple weeks ago and then like was never seen again at least alive anyway so it's risky for sure but to become an Uber driver, one, what you have to do, you have to present your insurance up front. You have to present your license up front. You have to present. They do a background check. They do all of it. What them. if I have a misdemeanor? I don't know. That's a good uh, That's a good question. If you have a misdemeanor, <laughs> it depends if it's a class B, a class, I don't know. Because I have a misdemeanor on my record. What do you have a misdemeanor for? Not registering a vehicle. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Now, if it's like aggravated assault or something i think that's a felony isn't it Uh, i think it's a misdemeanor batteries a felony yeah batteries when you actually physically lay contact on someone Um, so yeah it really depends it's like totality of the circumstances they look at your insurance and the cool thing is when you use your insurance look at your age as well uh, let's say you get a crash let's say you get in a crash on uh when you're doing uber on on company time so to speak yeah so it's not your insurance that's going to cover it uber and lyft have a policy of saying like if you get in a crash while doing the job it's their insurance type thing okay they just verify you have insurance to begin with on the car but i think it's compensated through the company that you work for okay um I mean, hell, you could even do, like, the Amazon. If you don't want to talk to people, even, you could do the Amazon Prime. And just drop packages off? Yeah, you go to these little, 
like at my apartment, you don't even have to go to the door. There's a big hub and you type in a code and it pops open a door. You just, you just load those things up and they pay close to 20 an hour just doing that. So there's a lot more ways to make money now, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's on your time. Like Amazon makes you sign up for four hour slots, but if you're on Uber or Lyft, you can be, well, that person pissed me off. I'm done for today. Turn it off. I had Lyft and Uber going on at the same time. So whoever came in first, except turn off the other one, go pick up that person. You can make good money so doing it. So do you have to like actually switch it off each time? Yep. Like, yep. Like, okay. So if you're running both, yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens if you don't accept? Um, Someone else accepts? Yeah. It'll kind of penalize you and put you lower in the queue for the next one. Okay. So it kind of okay. gives you like a rating, like, oh, this guy's not accepting. He must not want them. So we'll give them to somebody <clears> else. <throat> Which one would you see, say is more popular, Uber or, or U- Lyft? Uber's more popular. Lyft treats their drivers better. So if Uber has an update, you find out when the customer finds out. If you're with Lyft, they give you a heads up as a driver, like, hey, we're going to make this change. You know, okay. And Lyft kind of has cool things. If you do 150 drives, they give you this little light that you put in your dashboard that says Lyft and it changes color. So somebody on their app will say, You're looking for the driver in this car with a red light. Pulls up, it's had the red light on there. You know who to go to. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Why doesn't Uber do that? Um, so. Just in case you guys were also wondering, I have officially reached my um, inebriation phase. Yeah. So if my words start to sound slurred a little bit, that's why. So you know it's a cheap shot discussion. Yeah. So uh, anyway, why doesn't Uber do the whole uh, light identification? So they're shifting. Uh, A new player's coming to the market, Tesla, who are claiming that if the car business doesn't work out, they're going to change into a taxi type Uber business. Okay. But it'll be self-driving. And uh, hmm. Uber is focused more on Uber Eats. So. Yeah. And I wouldn't be doing that kind of shit. Yeah. I'm not delivering Big Macs to people. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, I, I don't, I don't want that either. So there's kind of been a shift. <laughs> Lyft has been a lot better in, in the uh, like customer service department. Uber, you used to not be able to live like leave uh, tips at all, and really Lyft, you could leave tips at the end. It's like, how was your driver? Five stars. You want to leave them a tip, and people would tip three, three to five bucks. Um, okay, so like as employee satisfaction goes, it sounds like Lyft, uh, Lyft is the way to go. Yeah, okay. I mean Uber will because uh, Uber's cheaper. There's more Uber drivers. Uh, if you go exclusively with Uber, you're going to earn less money, I think, personally. Um, well, that just makes sense. It's like diversifying a financial por- portfolio. Yeah, um, I went to Park City, and I drove... Uh, what's the main area in Park City with all the little shops and Kimball. bullshit? So I dropped some people off there. Within 30 seconds in Uber, I get another call. Like, it's... Uber, another, another request, huh? Right, but with Lyft, I felt like I got higher quality uh customers and i felt like i got paid better people were okay. more generous i don't okay. know um, all right then well um that's good to know um how did people identify you as an uber driver or a lyft driver because you don't have that light 
So no, I kind of got because uh, I drove the 300C at the time that didn't have an exhaust, so <laughs> people couldn't really hear in the back seat. They just hear whoa, just the drone of a of a V8. <laughs> And that's actually the lady that gave me the back massages. She's like, it's really loud back here. I can't hear it, but I like it. And she started massaging my fucking shoulders. I'm here for the vibration. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, uh, I try to initiate, like, if I were to talk to them and say, like, hey, how's your day going? If they start talking, cool. I'd talk with them. But if, if they didn't seem chatty... Wouldn't say anything to him. Just take him to the place. I always got five-star reviews. Nice. Um, it, it was just being professional and being like reading the situation. If they don't want to talk, don't talk. If you want to talk, talk. So if you're receptive to that kind of stuff and you can put up with some bullshit, sometimes you have to pick up people from grocery stores, put groceries in the back. No no problem. I don't care. Um, okay. But I met some cool people. Like if you're looking to make connections, if you're looking to like uh, – I think podcasting, especially if I get into a position where I could go back and do Uber, not for the money, but to meet people for podcasts, I would do it because you meet some high profile people. You really do. Uh, speaking of the podcast, um, I was listening to episode four. I listened to about four, 40 minutes, I think, okay. of it the other day. And um, you were a little quiet on there. Really? In comparison to me, yeah. Like my voice in general, or I wasn't yeah. saying much. No, like your voice, like the, your uh, um, broad proximity. Like, yeah, the proximity didn't seem right. Oh, just shit. so you know. Um. So, you guys, we've uh, switched to a new uh, podcast. Anchor. You've heard about it at the beginning of this podcast. Actually, it rolls on all of them now. Okay, so. Yeah, we've switched to this, and they're giving us updates as to, like, if we've earned money based off of, like, using them. We um, made a Lincoln. No. Yeah. 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 A Lincoln? No. No, 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 uh, no, no Jefferson. No. We made a Jefferson. A Jefferson. That's five cents. Yeah. Guys, five cents. But um, we are generating revenue ever so slowly off of this. See, that's why we need more sponsorships. It's because yeah, right. Sad. Exactly. And, um, but they will pay us for, uh, dropping their name. Uh, they don't charge us anything to use their site. It's really, really wonderful. Um, they publish us to all of our, um, we're getting more exposure too. Like yeah. just the more plays we're getting a lot more plays, I think. Um, yeah. And even like, we just started on this not even a week ago, so. Our estimated audience size is kind of pathetic, but... Yeah, it's okay. That'll get better. Yeah. That's no problem. It's, that, it... I, I think that's more of just switching services than it is anything, because, like, we were on Podbean for a while, and we were paying for that, and... Like 16 a month, yeah. Yeah, and um, we had a decent listenership going on, but it didn't give us real-time stats like this place does. So Jake Paul, do you know who Jake Paul is? No. Huge, huge YouTuber, has millions of followers. He did it for eight years before getting recognized. Uh, YouTube? Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, I'm doing this for me. It's me my too. way to, to decompress. Therapy. Therapy. Yeah, it's it's a good way to decompress. Um, and It's a good reason to get drunk with a friend. Uh, 
That's what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a girlfriend that'll do a podcast with me. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like if you do a podcast with your significant other, the conversation lays out. My my wife will not do that. Really? No. It has to be something about like that she's I don't know, podcasting, you have to do your own You know what my thing. you know what my wife is passionate about? Knitting? Her job in knitting. Yes, she yes. loves knitting. She's good at knitting too. Yeah, she's really good at it. She makes she makes sweaters and stuff all the time, and they're not like the uncomfortable, scratchy grandma sweaters. Like she buys high end fucking yarn for this stuff, and uh, she makes people Christmas presents every year. It this costs is... us about five dollars, but uh, <laughs> like be, just because she has to buy yarn. Well, I mean, sometimes it can cost us more depending on the type of yarn, but like. She enjoys doing it. She puts time into it, and we don't have to like pay anything. She's for... a soldier doing it too. She does it at the baseball. She's paying attention to the baseball game and still knitting. knitting. Yeah, at, at the, the same time. At the same time. Yeah, we went to a baseball game the other day. She didn't bring bring her knitting with her, and she was like really fidgety the really? whole time. Yeah, yeah. She said she still liked the game, but. Like, she was just really fidgety the whole fucking time. Yeah, she's really good at it. I don't know. Couldn't sit still. Had to, like, stand up and go down. Walk down by the dugout over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you guys sit when you went to that game? um, We were behind the home dugout. Really? Yep, about five rows back. That's a nice seat. Yeah. No foul balls getting caught there, but whatever. Yeah, it El, was, it El was, Paso Chihuahuas versus the Bees. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a really good game. Watched a bunch of like home runs actually between both teams. I think it I think between both teams the ball went yard like five times. Okay. So, it was actually pretty impressive. Um It's weird cuz when I was a kid I wasn't very into baseball. I thought it was like watching paint dry. But now that I'm older and I've like actually started learning more about it and uh, learning about the stats and the way things work and how plays are made the and players' stuff, backgrounds, and like it is super interesting, guys. Yeah. It like I mean, there is a reason why it's called America's pastime. Um, it requires a lot of math uh, to be fully involved in the sport, which I which I enjoy because I like being um, mentally engaged all the time and like seeing the person's uh, batting average at the at the top of their at bat, and then when they con- uh, like if they get another hit, like how's that going to change based off of my estimates of how many at-bats there have been in this season for this player so far. Um, Sorry. (coughs) Yeah, and the fact that you're hitting something the size of a fucking orange that's traveling at like 90-plus miles an hour, in-fucking-credible. Yeah, show me another sport. Or catching a ball. That's the size of an orange traveling at 50 to 100 miles per hour. Comfortably, too. Like, honestly, you see these guys in outfield that they get a high fly ball and they they position themselves in the field and you're like, fuck, this is an out. But me, if I were to be like sitting, I'd be like looking like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah. Am I going to catch it okay? They don't They don't even look up. They just kind of like catch it. And they're like, yeah. no problem. That was not the case with the Chihuahuas. They were having some hard, hard Defense. times with the defensive plays in the outfield last game. Um, which is fine because my home team won. So, fuck them. Um, but, yeah, they were having a hard time with defensive plays in the outfield last, last game. I think it had to do with the uh, one-hour rain delay, though. The field yeah. was probably pretty slick out there. Yeah. But the bees were like on on it, dude. Like our defense is seriously what saved the game compared to um their offense because all of their batting averages were higher per yeah. player. Yeah, I used to uh I feel the same way with golf actually. I used to fucking hate golf. I think I thought it was the dumbest sport of all time. And I started going to top golf more and like going to driving ranges and being like, okay, it's not necessarily about the sport itself, even though that di- dynamic is there where you can go watch the Tiger Woods or other other professionals. I don't know any other professionals, but yeah, freaking Arnold Palmer. It's the only one I can think of. <laughs> Has and, a uh, drink named after him. Exactly. So you go out there and it's literally about bullshitting with your friends and taking it easy. That's really all golf is about. It, it's precision. It's about, you know. Yeah, the the bachelor party that um I planned. We were supposed to do a golf day, but the golf course in that area hadn't been opened up yet. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just relaxing. It's a different thing. Um, like I'm not a football guy. That's no secret. I fucking hate that sport. Um, Me too. Mostly because how everybody just flocks to it. That's primarily why I hate yeah. it so much. And I'm sure if I knew a little more about it, I'd appreciate it more. But um, personally for me, like, I have a couple of issues with this sport. One, I had an Utah Utes flag flying off the back of my motorcycle several years ago, over 10 years ago. But um, my bike got vandalized for said flag during the rivalry week between... BYU and U of U. Yeah. And then living in close proximity to Chargers Stadium when they were still stationed in San Diego, Qualcomm, uh, also just kind of chaffed, like, chafed my ass a little bit. Uh, Again, slurring words. We have hit that point. That's okay. Um, But it's not morning, so it's fucking fine. Yeah, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's almost 5 o'clock here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and and so, like, I, I don't know. It just seems like uh, football fans are a special breed of idiot, Yeah. in my opinion, you know. Like um, Tom Brady, like, oh, my God, dude. Any press briefing I look at him, it's like, it's like Elmo or the Cookie Monster is talking to me. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, yeah. it's really fantasy to me. Yeah, I don't care. Um thing with baseball that i really like is it does take a specific type of skill to hit a 90 mile an hour ball with a small stick yeah and to absolutely be, to be accurate with it whereas like football you can you can catch a football and you can run and you can do what yes i, I, I don't know what the it's all about the money in football now it's all about the super bowl advertisements it's not about the yeah. game it's yeah. about the uh yeah, and I mean, you could make that argument for uh, the World Series, mm-hmm. but if I talk to my group of friends, yeah, 
quote unquote. Like I don't have many. Yeah. But if I talk to like all of the people that would consider themselves my friends, their ability to list who was in the last Super Bowl versus who was in the last World Series mm-hmm. is drastically different. Oh yeah, or even naming like legends in the sport. Like you can right. Uh, you can name like Strawberry, or you can name. Uh, I don't know. I like A Rod and Jeter, and I like uh, like Lou Gehrig, or even Babe Ruth. Like Babe Ruth was legendary. That like you could say like Babe, and you would immediately think Ruth. Exactly. Like yeah, they, they would. But they would you, stand and clap for him before he even got up the plate. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, you've got guys like Ty Cobb, um, Barry Bonds, Ken, even Kerry, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Barry Bonds uh, came out that he was using steroids, but still, even A Rod was now too. A Rod's still doing like the entrepreneurial shit. But I actually talked to somebody the other day, and they said that their um, friend was uh, pro Cardinals player, yeah, like a backup. Okay, for up, uh, I think like shortstop for a few years, and they said on that level. It's so competitive that everyone's using yeah. something. Yeah. Um, it's true. It's just that they haven't pick, been picked up yet. Well, yeah. You look at these NFL guys. They're like Gears of War fucking guys. Their arms are bigger than their head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just uh, unrealistically buff. And, uh, you know, you can't sit on both sides. Like I want this as entertainment, but no one can use drugs. You know what, though? Like, honestly... If I'm paying $50 a ticket for an event, use all the drugs you want. Like Daniel Tosh said. Exactly. You know, like rip each other in fucking half on the field. It's like, you know? I hope you want your accountant using Adderall. Like, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's, uh. It, it, Sorry, I'm getting a little loud, guys. I'm, but I'm it's drunk true. and I'm excited. <laughs> it's true. If you want entertainment and you think how bare bones it is, because it's just an American thing. Primarily, you have j- some Japanese influence and uh, right, a little bit of Cuban. Well, more Cuban than Japanese. Yeah, um, but you want entertainment, or do you want like if you didn't have cocaine, you're gonna primarily not gonna have uh, like late night shows. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Like you can't well, have a perfect scenario for well, everything. Not just that. Um, you know, you if. If you want entertainment versus pure sport, watch MLB yeah. versus Olympic oh, yeah. uh, baseball games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or weightlifting or whatever. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just watch the televised version that's on all the time. Yeah. And then watch the olympic version yeah of it it's all a pastime really. and these olympic athletes i mean they're fucking nuts yeah you know michaela schifrin right now holy shit on the skiing yeah but you know like that's also something where she's not having to tackle people or yeah smack a ball 475 feet yeah Yeah, I I like competitive sports. I um I wish I would have done track in high school. Yeah. My long jump now, my standing long jump where I can stand here and jump here is two and a half feet away from the world record. 
Really? Yeah. And so I'm, if you had worked on it while you were younger... I mean, fuck, I probably so could, but there is steroids involved. There's several right. different things involved, and it's it's uh, it's putting yourself in that, like, chasing it. These guys are so focused on what they want that they're willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to get to that next yeah. level. Yeah, and, and with uh, Tyler Skagg's death, the, the pitcher from the Angels, one of the pitchers from the Angels recently... Um, something was very telling with that uh they had um uh fuck dude like uh, mike trout yeah. sorry sorry mike i forgot your name for a second yep i normally don't do that but i'm a little drunk right now you have the last name of a fish so yeah uh but he he was uh speaking at a pe- press conference about the, the loss of uh tyler skaggs and he was like you know I spend more time with these guys than I do with my wife and my family. Yeah. And the I, I didn't think about it before, but that is 100% true. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, these these guys are just, they're in their ball club every day. Yeah. And sorry if we're going on a tangent about baseball and you don't like that. Oh, well, fuck you. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really like the sport. I've come to really, really love it and enjoy watching these fucking Goliaths play at it. Yeah. I I was watching old highlights from the nineties earlier today and still got a ton of enjoyment out of it. So if you're not enjoying this conversation, then you should have tuned out like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a fun role to play as like a manager of an MLB game or like one day like be an owner even though that seems so far-fetched that would be the dream fucking job like yeah just go to I mean imagine you're You're paid to watch baseball and make changes to the lineup right imagine you're the Billy (laughs) even if you're not the manager you're the owner you go to every game just to support your team yeah because you fucking can yeah that's cool yeah and you know, like with there being what a hundred and sixty games a season, even though it's kind and then of, postseason, and even though it's kind of like at the ownership level, it's kind of like slavery in a little bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, like how how much is it like slavery? Because you're giving these guys uh, what was Mike Trout's most recent contract? He's the highest played player right now. I'm just saying you um, get the mentality of you, I'm, you're paying these guys millions to freaking yeah 33.25 million US dollars for a 12 year contract. Yeah. Like this this man uh if he doesn't spend it all right away has no fucking worries. Yeah. For the rest of his great great grandchildren's lives. I'm just letting you know that right now. So I mean like it is it is kind of slavery, but at at what point? I mean, you're paying these guys tons of fucking money. Man. I guess the way I see it is you're, you're like, uh, oh, you're not performing correctly. I'm going to sell you to this other plantation that we call a, a team. That's like, true. Like, That's true. these net worth $3.2 billion for Hall Stein Burner, who's obviously <laughs> Jewish descent. God bless you. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, he's... 
<laughs> he's giving them pennies and he's making so much. Like that's how I kind of view it. Is, that's true. Is uh, a lot of these football players think, oh, I'm lavish. Oh, I'm living this amazing life. Your owners, which you have an owner, uh, yeah, is making yeah, so that's true. much more money. You do have an owner and um you know and your ability to perform depends on what you get paid for sure um yeah but you know like football players uh the one thing i i just have such a hard time with football is the the tbi rates traumatic brain injury rates yeah. uh when i was living in san diego junior seau took his life uh I don't know much about football, but I know that was like a huge hit to that community because he was a San Diego Charger for fucking eons yeah. and um, had tons and tons of money, but they've direct, like there's a direct correlation and they've related it to um, suicide rates and traumatic brain injuries go hand in hand with oh, each yeah. other. And so the, this, this guy, he played for the Chargers forever, got a few concussions, and then he took his own life, even though he was, like, set up 100%. Do you think we'll get back to a point where we're going to be fighting animals like the uh, Coliseum? Because, I mean, look, look at MMA, right? It's getting more and more raw to the right. point where you can just beat the fuck out of somebody. Blood all over the mat. Everyone cheers. Where do we get back to that ancient Roman, which is very similar to our... It's the sign of a civilization collapsing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think we'll get to that point where we're fighting lions and bears and all that all that <laughs> shit again. Semi-pro status. I, Jackie Moon, will yeah. fight a bear center court. Well, that's why I find it funny. <laughs> like, Andrew Yang, this presidential candidate, came out and he's like... He's in the debates, right? He is in the debates. He hardly got any airtime on this on the uh, primary debate because no one really knows about him and they want Biden to win. Right. But he was number one trending on Twitter. Everyone was talking about him. And he wants to pay NCAA athletes. He's like, Okay, oh. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that, he's like that really is fair. He's like, that's All these colleges, these colleges make so much money they off make these sports. Billions, teams. dude. What do these students make? Fucking nothing. Yeah, they, they make free tuition. Exactly. Yeah, and and the their tuition, even if they play for like Duke or whatever, you know, like that's still only coming out to be about fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That I mean, you know, free tuition at one of those colleges is great, but it's even that. Yeah, like, the NCAA. I mean, that is. You want to talk about a fucking fiscal juggernaut, dude? Yeah. Yeah. How do you think? Instead of like sports and, and whatever getting paid as much, how big of a difference do you think if military got paid on the same scale as that? How different the mentality would be of serving, I'd still be in. serving the country? <laughs> I'd still be in. Like if you're making a salary, let's say you're making a salary of $2 million. I'd still be in. Right. And at that point, like when money's eliminated, you're focused on the job itself. Same with teachers. Like, I think teachers should be paid a hell of oh, a lot more. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hell of a my, lot more. Uh, my next-door neighbor is a teacher. She's a fourth-grade teacher. Um, Heather her, is? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, her husband works up at Park City um, Ski Resort. And, I mean, they do okay from, for themselves. But I asked her at the beginning of... Um, not the beginning. I, it wasn't until I really thought about it, but... 
it was probably around Christmas. I was like, how much did you have to spend on your own classroom this year? Yeah. And and she said about $2,000. Of her own money. Of her own money. Wow. On, her, on, on the classroom. Did she get any tax breaks or anything from no. that? Wow. Nope. See, so that's that, the that, crazy thing is yeah. because they're so susceptible. Like, she, she genuinely wants to make a difference, but she's being constricted by the financial side. She's willing to give up her own money to make these kids' lives better. Exactly. Yeah. And that to me spoke fucking volumes. Yeah. And that's why when she asked me to come talk to her kids about um, rock climbing, uh, apparently they just got done with a class project where they read a book about uh, there was some rock climbing involved and all the kids were like super excited about it. Yeah. So I went and talked to all these 10 year olds about rock climbing. Uh, I was like ready to do it. Hands down, like without any question because after talking to her and her saying that she spent like two grand of her own money to um, help beef up her classroom for the the upcoming year that year I I was like I would be insane not to to do this you know this woman clearly cares about her and I know a completely different side of her than her students know obviously but um yeah i mean it it was really cool and hopefully one of those kids turns out to be the next olympic gold medalist since that's going to be part of the olympics right now you know but so it's climbing yeah that's what i'm saying oh duh i'm inebriated i'm inebriated inebriated both of us are cheap shot discussions motherfuckers um yeah so like hopefully it inspired one of those kids to get out there and do it like i'm not in the best shape anymore but god damn do i love the mountains i guarantee even though and i believe in the spirit of the rock and everything i think you have probably better endurance than i do because you're constantly climbing like it doesn't even matter it's the type of training you're doing right like primarily the training i did was like to form muscle and to like make yourself look pretty but it's a different type of training than endurance training, climbing, right. because you are so much more adept to like, if you're climbing, your muscle is under constant stress because you're, you're in like a static motion a lot of the time. Yeah. And even though the isometric sh- training, yeah, even though like the shape of us is different, your endurance is higher than mine. Yeah, I'm a fat fuck for sure. But you can go farther than I can when it comes to like static, like climbing stuff yeah i'll get like i'll i'll get exhausted halfway up a wall an 80 foot wall like 40 feet and i'm like oh fuck my hands hurt my muscles hurt like it it doesn't been climbing with me before yeah and it doesn't matter how i look because like looks is one thing but the uh the act of actually so what what does that tell you about the guys that are absolutely shredded that climb um one, I think their diet's on point because <laughs> my diet's not not good at all. Um, and two, that's what they love doing, so that they're they're doing that twenty four seven. But like I trained bodybuilding, and bodybuilding's so different than endurance training it's, or climbing. It's high calorie, heavy lifting. Yeah, like these big guys. You, I look at big guys like big muscly guys that are shredded or have like a lot of built muscle that looks unnatural. I honestly feel more confident that I'd be able to take one of those guys down 
because I know they're not training to be predators. They're training to look good. That's two right. different things. Right. Two different things. I would not want to fight an infantryman in the United States Marine Corps over a bodybuilder who's 280 pounds of muscle. That's would, true. I'd rather That's take true. on the bodybuilder because he's going to get tired faster. Like the Marines, they're running up and down stairs all day. Like they're or hills. Yeah, they're doing shit that I would never want to do. So yeah, and I I was been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the, with this uh, talking to this uh, my neighbor's class about climbing. Yeah. You know, it was it was so rewarding because these kids were like super engaged. Yeah. And I'm just hoping, you know, like they they were talking to me about like how what's the highest climb I've done. What's the longest climb I've done? Um, you know, what's the most difficult? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm nothing compared to the greats like uh, Sasha DeGillian or um, fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, Royal Robbins or any of those guys. Those guys are fucking historic. Yeah. But... <clears throat> I, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff with climbing that most of my peers can say that they've never, like, will, right. will say that they've never done. And I'm just hoping that I've, uh, ins- on some level, inspired a new generation of them to come yeah. forward and, like, respect nature and respect the rock and just have a true love of the mountains that we live amongst. You know, you know, Jordan Peterson said something like, whatever you think about that guy, controversial. Some people think he's a neo-Nazi, whatever. I know uh, a different Jordan Peterson. Oh, really? He's a gay guy from Australia. So this Jordan Peterson, is a, <laughs> he's a professor from Toronto. And his idea is that, and this is a crazy concept. Mm-hmm. Let's say you meet a thousand people in your lifetime. You'll meet more than that. Let's just say a thousand. Just for the sake of simplicity. Yeah. You have the potential at that point to impact through one person, one million people, one million people. And through two people, you have the potential of hitting two billion or one billion people. Really? Yeah. Like the seven degrees of separation. Like statistically, if you, uh, even if you're not a hundred percent attuned at your craft, whoever it is like your favorite athlete maybe the reason that they were inspired was somebody that was not necessarily as good at that thing but they inspired them to go as far as they did yeah Um, like the, the top athletes like tom brady the person that inspired him necessarily couldn't have been like the best football player but inspired him to try to be that right right that's true. It's um, just passing on your knowledge and hoping it resonates with other people. Yeah, and I'm I'm really hoping that um the same time this upcoming year with her her class that she asks me to do the same thing. Yeah. Cuz I'm more than willing, yeah. you know, like first of all, it's kind of nice to be a god amongst 10-year-olds. Yeah. But <laughs> listen peasants, sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like, it's kind of the same reason why I want to have a kid of my own is to, like, inspire this love yeah. of the natural beauty that we have around us, especially in the Salt Lake Valley. Well, we want to pass down what we've learned 
Like human, that's a human trait. We always want to pass down what we've learned. So that's the funny thing is that even like your most, whoever you look up to, if you've ever, even if you send them an email, you'd be surprised how many respond because they realize somebody from the younger generation wants to learn what I know. Right. So I'm going to teach them in hopes that they will keep passing this down. Yeah. And that's how you live on as a human. Like everyone wants to leave a legacy. That's how you do it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's through the people you meet and the, the things you instill in people. If you can instill in, in people like, <clears throat> you know, I learned this thing and somebody comes up to you and like, I want to learn this thing. You teach them in hopes that right. they pass that down. That's how you live on. And and that's why I want to get you out on some actual rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. There's no avoiding that now that I'm moving in with you. That's probably true. And I, I realize that, but it's something I need to push past is like a fear that I have within myself. Like, what if I fall? What if I die? Whatever the fuck. But at the same so, time. So here's here's my thing. Okay. First of all, you may fall. Okay. You're not going to die. Yeah. That's what I've come to face. Like, the person who's going to die if they fall and something gets fucked up royally is me. Is the lead climber? Is the lead climber. That's going to be me. So, if if we're at uh, Stewart's Ridge or um, Goodrow's Wall yeah. or any of the other, like, tons and tons of trad climbing areas and yep. i take a fall and a piece of gear decides to pop out when i take that fall i'm the one that's fucked yeah you're falling more and more like they rip out doo, 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 doo. yeah because each time when you're on lead if you fall you fall twice the distance of your last piece of protection yeah okay you would be on top rope only yeah period if you fall, it's going to be about six inches to two feet, depending on how much tension's in the line and how new the line is. Right. You are not going to die. Yeah, that's what I faced. That, I'm, I'm taking all of the inherent risk onto myself. Yeah. And you know what? I fucking love it, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go climb with our clothes off. Seen it. Seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I don't know. Climbing is uh, it's still kind of new to me, I guess. So The only way to make it not new is to exactly. do it. Exactly. And I know like pushing past that will raise my confidence levels in other ways so i'm open to it and i definitely want to try it fuck it let's go tomorrow like i see all your facebook posts of all of your shit like and i'm a fat fuck like don't get me wrong any of you listening to this right now i'm over 200 pounds that's a lot of weight to slug yeah, up but the you side of pictured... a fucking mountain he has pictures of like over 500 feet off the ground just being like hey yeah. just like i'm having fun climbing this shit yeah so yeah and uh i i think my highest to date picture is about 12,500 wow uh but 
I was in a little bit better shape back then, but I would totally be willing to give that climb another go. Yeah. I know exactly where it's at. Um, it was probably to date the outside of some stuff in Joshua Tree, the best climb I've ever done. Yeah. And I fuck, dude, I love that route. Man, thank you, Patrick. If you hear this, thank you for showing me Devil's Castle, Horns of Satan. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Uh, so the what's it called? Fe- the rock feature is Devil's Castle. Devil's Castle, and the route is called Horns of Satan. Horns of Satan, and it is a fucking magnificent climb. You you end it, you're like twelve thousand, maybe twelve thousand five hundred feet. Yeah. Above sea sea level, you, like I mean, it's not like being on Everest, which I wouldn't know anything about. But you feel like you're on the top of the fucking world. You know, you look out, you just see, like you can see for fucking ever. Yeah, dude. Like, and, oh my god, dude. Speaking of Everest, I saw an article where somebody was talking about the feces that was up there. Just, yeah, the fecal time bomb. It was just. Every like just a mount of shit, human shit, and it was a guy just standing on top of it. And yeah, uh, and with global warming, it's starting to move downhill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's gross. Like the amount of shit that's up there is. If crazy. you guys don't like my laugh, fuck you. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That was part of uh, one of the things I saw on last week tonight by John Oliver. As um, there are so many commercial expeditions running up Everest right now that it's it's causing a problem and it's actually causing congestion on the mountain. And uh, when asked about it, Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man to summit Everest, is just like he's disgusted with it. You guys. He's like, these people are doing it just to say that they could do it. They don't have an actual love of the mountain. Um, Sir Edmund Hillary was fully prepared to die on that mountain. And he would have been perfectly fine and happy with that. And in some ways, I wish he had, because that would have been the perfect resting place for him. Um I I hope to God that when that man dies and passes away, uh, somebody is either hardy enough to take his whole body up there or is willing at least to take his ashes up to the top of that mountain because um, the commercialism of that mountain has just ruined it. But that that man has such a love for mountaineering that he deserves to be placed on the top of the world. Who is that? Sir Edmund Hillary. Okay. Do you know who that is? I don't. Probably some extraordinary climber. He is the first man ever, along with his Sherpa. I forget what the Sherpa's name is, unfortunately, which means I'm a fucking dick. Because these two guys, his Sherpa and Sir Edmund Hillary, were the first men ever to make it to the top of Everest. Wow. Ever. Yeah, I mean, there's certain guys, like, even that film we watched, Mau? Maru? Maru? Yeah. Conrad Anchor. I'll tell you right now, that'll never be me. Jimmy Chin? That'll never be me. Jimmy Chin, especially, I have extraordinary respect for because 
He goes on fucking everything. He just rolls with it. He's like, He's, you want to do this? Fuck it. I'm down, man. I'm going to film the whole thing. Do you want to see an I- ice axe uh, signed by him? An ice axe signed by him? Yeah. Yeah. Go to Snowbird. Snowbird? Yeah. There's an ice axe in a display case signed by Jimmy Chen. Like, even though he's just so passionate, like, you can tell um, he has this mentality of, if I die, I die, but I'm doing what I love. Oh, yeah. And I don't view him as, like, this and, God guy who's, like, done these things. I view him as, like, a human being. And he's incredible in, at what in, he does. In pursuit of what he loves, yeah. He's so good at what he does, and he's so happy about it. He's always the positive guy on these documentaries. He's like yeah. the guy cracking jokes and. Yeah, like so. If if you guys go and watch um, Free Solo, it's the one about Alex Honnold uh, free soloing free soloing El Cap, which is amazing. Um, Jimmy Chin's in that, and he's just talking about like. With a smile on his face, he's talking about how he might watch one of his friends fucking die on the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know, like, um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Chin, he's, uh, to me, he's truly incredible because not only is he a world-class climber, he is able to take um, shots of photography and video Yeah, while on these just insane expeditions. I mean... Until Maru happened um, with Conrad at Anchor, no one had ever, ever summited that mountain. Yeah. Because of the the technical... It's not the highest mountain in the world, obviously. We all know that. But it's the technical difficulty of getting to the top. Right. And this man was able to go with one of the world's best climbers and carry... God knows how much camera equipment with him and film the whole fucking thing. I was impressed with Maru, how they uh, they almost got to the top. Like they were literally 100 feet from the top and they were oh, like... Oh, the first time? Yeah, they're like, we're going to come back later. Like, holy shit. The amount, like when you see the scale of the mountain and how steep it is and like how desolate and dangerous it is, it puts it into perspective of like, holy shit. These guys were like dead set on that where they were having frostbite and they were having all of these problems. They had to spend and the first like 30 days on the side of the mountain in a tent. Because just, because a storm came through yeah. and it wouldn't pass. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, we don't have enough food. Let's keep going. And they almost get to the top and, and they're like... And then they run out of water or something yeah. and they come back. Yep. Yeah. That's bizarre to me. Like, so beyond what I would ever try to achieve that it's impressive. Yeah. Just by itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that that's why I idolize these guys in some sense. Yeah. You know, I've, I've let go of um, my Christian heritage, so idolatry is okay at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I look uh, at any of these guys. Like, you look at those guys or, like, anyone who's gone down, gone down like, crazy paths whether it be like football baseball climbing david grohl from the foo fighters yeah bodybuilding whatever it is they like went down their path and they did it so hardcore that like only they could do it yeah you have to like focus on what you want to do and be the 100 percent fucking best at it yeah or military like you look at these uh 
like tier one op like operators who like you have to focus on one specific thing and fucking kill it and uh it's just amazing to me like the human is so so open to being whatever the fuck you want it to be as far as like absolutely focus and strength and mental power it's and, crazy and that's one of the things that i just um is why i'm getting into medicine because the human body is absolutely incredible yeah like uh you have people that survive insurmountable odds yeah and then you have some people that die from stupid shit yeah and uh one of the best things that i've seen um relating that in our current environment is your ancestors survived fighting megafauna with sharpened sticks act like you came from them yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah uh and i i 100% agree uh and that's part of the reason why i got into climbing and unfortunately school is causing me not to do that as much but um i'm yeah i mean like i i don't know i i know i've personally done more than most of my friends will ever accomplish it's just like evolution to whatever you want it to be so people evolve into whether it be like partying or like achieving something great it's evolution like dan bilzerian yeah i mean fuck that guy i would <laughs> i would kill to be dan bilzerian in some sense like is he he is the master of his own trait and that is attracting hot young fucking just Wait, diamond women. dimes yeah to and, come hang uh, out with him all the time did you know do you know his back like backstory how he went through seal training and all of that no so he went through the he was in navy he was in the let navy let me stop you really quick yeah nor do i care yeah but go ahead so he was in the navy he actually reminds me a lot of you yeah in the sense that he went in the navy and his mentality was like i want to be a seal or whatever and by the end of SEAL training, he punched some guy in the face because of something he didn't give a shit about. And he got sent back to fleet. And he's like, well, if I'm going to be sent back to fleet, fuck it. Like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, he did not give a shit about a lot of things. And uh, that, that led him down the path that he wanted to go, whether it was, you know, military or, or something different. He, uh, he knew what the fuck he wanted to do. Hmm. And even though he made it like two days before graduating SEAL training, he really? punched some dude in the face and got disqualified, like got sent back to the fleet. And he's like, fuck it. I'll just fuck a bunch of, you know, 10 out of 10s all day long. And I guarantee you a lot of those SEALs are like, fuck, man. <laughs> I wish I was damn Bilzerian. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, you never know because uh, I've met – one navy sill yeah um that's an extremely high calling yeah like these guys do stuff that we're not aware of that fucking allow me to do this right now oh yeah go watch bud's training and realize that like after bud's training training gets <laughs> 10 times harder like that's just the entry level and then once you get past the entry level, that's where the real training starts. And it's right. It's crazy. It's beyond my belief. It's beyond my perception. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
was a corpsman with a guy. His name's Ian Hemet, and he was he made it past buds, and he was in the like second phase of SEALs training, and he got hypothermia. Okay. And they dropped him. Yeah. Um. Wow. In the middle of the fucking Bering Strait. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Sub-zero temperature waters, ice floating around. He was up there doing some sort of training thing. He got dropped, um, became a corpsman, which is fine. Like, yeah. I was a corpsman. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this guy, uh, he made it through buds. Yeah. Like, and he still didn't finish the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a certain... Uh like breed of person to go through that you have to be so i think jocko willink paints a really good perspective when he was a kid he was like i want to be a commando i want to be a fucking commando oh i have to like i have to go through this training and i have to go through all this shit to be a commando okay i'm gonna do that <laughs> like you have to be so set yeah, and, it, it is. It's 100% mindset, yeah. for sure. You have to be so set in the direction you want to go that you're like, fuck it, like, this is all I have to do. Tier, yeah. tier one through three operators, let me tell you this, you have to be some sort of, like, fucking insane. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm convinced of that, too, because, like, <clears throat> the sound of being, like, the idea of being a Navy SEAL... Sounds great to a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Or Marsoc. Because they Or Delta Force. You played all the Call of Duties. Yeah, you played all the Call of Duties and you've watched <laughs> all the James Bond films and like you know what you know what's up. Yeah. You know what's up. But um I'm gonna stab a dude in the chest. Yeah, no th- th- these guys, they're on a whole fucking other level, man. Isn't it crazy too like the PTSD doesn't affect them as much? Like they're so fucking after it that they it doesn't even like cross their mind not well i i think part some of, of them some of them i, I think say. part of that's also um they finish one mission and they're immediately training for the next yeah uh you know they don't have time to think about it yeah. but yeah i mean the, these guys uh they're just they fucking get after it so hard and you know, I would wager to say 98% of that is as mental. The idea of being a, a Navy SEAL or a former SEAL, in my mind, sounds fucking amazing. Do I have what it takes? Absolutely not. You know, um, and I would say that about anyone that walked through that fucking door right now. Yeah. Uh, you don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it takes, but I know you don't have it. Yeah, that's that was my thought. Like <laughs> when I was going through my military, like oh, I want to be the best. I want to be Marsoc. I want to be you know whatever Raiders or whatever. And then you uh, you see what the minimum requirements are versus what they actually are, and you try it, and you're like, well, do I want? Do I actually want this, or do I want? I like the idea of it. Everyone yeah, wants like to be. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone wants to be a gangster until it comes time to do gangster shit. Right. So exactly. It really comes down to like as much as you want it. Yeah. And, and that, that that's the biggest thing. I'm going to reel us back in though. 
because uh, we're getting off on a military tangent again, and we said we wouldn't do that yeah, as long true. as we could help it. That's true. So I'm going to pull us back in. Um, intoxicated me doesn't know what else to talk about, but... Um, That's good, bro. <laughs> we're almost three hours in anyway. Okay, so. yeah, we should probably wrap it up. I feel like this was a decent one. It had a, It's had a, its moments of... Uh, like dullness but it had its highs and its lows but yeah so well um we might even split this one into two episodes i don't fucking know thanks for listening guys thanks uh, for listening cheap shot discussions episode number 13 yep this is dallas and caden signing off see you guys next week yep 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 yep